0: Beep, <whistles>
1: Alright! Hello,
2: willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa, ni hao, jambo, marhaba. Hi, hi. What's hi, hi? I don't know, Finnish maybe? Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> Welcome to the Armist Inquisition episode 198 on Sunday the 5th of August. I'm Armish.
0: I'm Armish Ben. <laughs> Hang on, it's not yeah Am- You're, you're
3: Armish Phil. 5th of September. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, uh, new school
2: year. <laughs> yeah, I'm Armish Phil. I'm Amish Ben still. Oh,
3: man. And I'm Amish Matt. Oh, it's
2: chaos.
4: Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal.
2: <laughs> uh we've got Kyle here from Conspiracy in the Force.
5: Hello, Kyle! Good, good afternoon. Well good evening to you gentlemen. How is mm. everybody doing over there?
2: Good. Yeah, you know,
0: fair to middling.
5: <laughs> I'm good. Hello there. Y- <laughs> You, you know, I, I brought my face covering in case you, it made you guys more sa- feel more safe. If you, need, if you want me to wear this throughout, you know, I can't. I mean, it's odd. It has the opposite effect for, for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is a little bit more threatening, isn't it? It's a little bit more dangerous. <laughs>
2: Red is dangerous. You can't catch the cooth th- th- through Zoom, can you? Or is that, like,
5: that going to be the new variant? It's how midichlorians uh, uh, travel. Uh, let me check the CDC website real quick and see if there's any new updates on that. I'm sure yeah. there will be. So
2: how's it going over there in the States? Pretty mental? Yeah. Pretty mental yeah, by the yeah. looks of it
5: from our side. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like it's always been been, that, been mental and it just has been ramping up over and over more and more. You know, uh, people are crazy. Luckily, you know, I've gotten hooked up with people like you guys and a lot of other great people on social media that... You know, we can all look at this stuff and laugh at it and, and totally understand how, how much of a clown world we're living in. But there's so so many people that are so are so into it and so invested into all these crazy things that we should or shouldn't be doing right now. And it's just, it, it's total madness. You have to either laugh about it or cry about it. So I'm just going to laugh about it, I guess. I've
2: noticed that. I've been struggling over the last couple of weeks because I'm so immersed in the, like, the media messaging and looking at what people are being what's being piped into people's houses and it can get on top of you. If you don't stop and just try and step back and have a laugh at it all. Yeah. You need to unplug man. You do. Yeah. I have to do this every fucking week. Don't I?
5: (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) This show doesn't produce itself. Yeah. It's hard to unplug when you're creating content because you always need to be plugged in and know what's going on because that's what other people are going to be wanting you to talk about. So it's, it's, it's very difficult, but you know, it's, uh, you do have to unplug slightly, you know, maybe like one point three minutes a day. You know that'll that'll get you what you need.
2: It just uh, and it just seems to grow as well. We started a Discord thing, a Discord server, a few weeks ago, and so that's like another thing that I'm checking every day. And it's like I seem I seem to get rid of one and then pick up another. You're Isn't our that? petri right. dish.
0: <laughs> what? You're our petri dish, Phil. For what? Just everything. We we put you forward into the into the murk and the mire. You collect you collect the filth from the internet, see what grows.
2: And it is filth. I mean, Twitter <laughs> is just a fucking cesspit. I don't uh, know I'll how you... You, why, like,
5: you you do quite a lot of tweeting, don't you? I, I do. A lot of tweeting, a lot of Instagram and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's it's good and bad. You know, like so many people send me different videos and links and all kinds of stuff all the time. And, like, I feel bad because there's just no way I can digest all this information because it's coming from all different angles, you could get three people sending you a video about one topic in a different (laughs) angle or a different way to think about it. So I'm just like some, some of it, I just, I can't even, I can't even get into and wrap my mind around it because it just, it takes up so much time. And yeah, I I appreciate what you're saying about like the discord. I used to be in a lot of discord servers, you know, six months to a year ago, and it was great and a lot of great info and a lot of great people and stuff, but you just go down this wormhole and it's a, it's a whole another social media basically at that point. That you're just lost in it for hours and hours on end, and it's it's good and bad. So it's it's hard to it's hard to pick and choose. I
2: mean, the other thing with with things like Discord is it can quickly turn into echo chambers. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. I mean, uh, in fact, um, one of our listeners has just set up a macro aggressions Discord. Yes, uh, yes. Charlie uh, Helen, didn't have
5: one. Helen. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know
2: Helen? Helen from mm-hmm. Berkshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I, I talk with her a little bit on Twitter every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that she did that the other day, so that's awesome. I'll it is check cool. that out.
2: It's kind of soul destroying because we had ours up for like four weeks and Charlie's already got like twice as many members as us.
5: Oh uh, he's a he's a mon- he's a monster in this game. You, yeah. you guys have had Charlie on before? Yeah, yeah last yeah, year. Was it about about this time last year, maybe? Maybe, um, yeah. yeah. It was in the thick of it, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we know we yeah, know he, Charlie. He's incre- he's incredible. You know, my I I I give so much credit to him for, you know, the platform I have now because if he wouldn't have brought me on his show, you know, several months ago, you know, I I, it, I never would have been able to reach as many people as I as I have so far. So, you know, big big props to him for, for throwing me out there because I, I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, I think this might be a good topic for your show. Like, not even thinking he would, like, respond or anything. I mean, my God, he probably gets a zillion of these requests every now and then, right? And he, I was just like, hey, let's talk about Star Wars and totalitarian governance and this and that. And I'm just like waiting and waiting. Then I saw you, he responded back. He's like, he's like, let's fucking do it. I'm like, Oh, Oh, Oh shit. Now I'm terrified. Now I actually (laughs) got to get something. Now I got to get something ready. I'm like, damn it. Damn
1: it. (laughs) Oh, Oh shit. Okay.
5: All right. Well, here we go. So yeah, big, big credit to him. And he's a, he's a, he's a monster. I don't know how he does what he does, writing all the books, doing all the podcasts, owning his own company, going on every single person's podcast. Like I have no idea. He might, he might not be a human. But I want to think he's a human. Don't out him as a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeper agent. You heard it here
2: first. Oh, yeah. I can see a Twitter war coming. Yeah, Charlie, I love you. Everything I said was a
1: lie.
2: Only joshing. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, let's not quite um, execute order
4: sixty nine. We'll not do
2: that just yet. You gave me a good excuse to bust out all the Star Wars uh, sound bites that I've collected over the last few years since we've been
5: doing this. But I love it. Yeah. I love it. Bring them, bring them all out. I'm just going to try to say things that'll prompt quotes. So <laughs> if, if what I'm saying doesn't make sense, it's because I'm just trying to uh, to feed into your soundboard. When did you um do you like have a a first memory of when you first saw Star Wars? Yeah, so it was um so I was born in. 1984. So I'm 36 years old now. Well, it's kind of funny. I was born in 1984, and we're basically living in 1984. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I'm basically zero years old. But so in the in mid 90s, you know, back when the VHS VHS was a thing, and one of my friends in, in middle school gave me a copy a copy of it, and over the weekend I watched them all, and I was just, I was just amazed and blown away. And you know, one of the first one of the things that always stuck with me, and it's not really one that you think would just like stick with you from the original movie. But it was kind of like a, a gory scene. It was when Obi Wan sliced that dude's arm off in the cantina. (laughs) For some reason, I kept thinking about this dude's severed arm. I'm like, man, maybe I need to go see a therapist or something. This is really, this is not something I should be thinking and dwelling about. But I was like, holy crap! Like it just like this story just went there. Um, I don't know if I had seen kind of violence like that in a kind of a kids kind of movie before. So, but yeah, it it just really um, hit home with me just about. The whole, and it's a very basic story. If you think about the original movie, right, like a kid goes from living out in the middle of nowhere, having a purpose, and accomplishing something huge. And I think we can all, you know, put that into our own our own world and our own template on how that affects us. You know, I um, I've always been kind of an introverted, kind of a quiet kind of kid, but but like seeing this movie kind of made me realize that maybe there are larger things I can do out in the world. Um, and not just kind of, you know, stay to myself. So, and I've definitely um, realized that a lot more over the past year or so, you know, with doing the podcast and everything, thinking like, you know, I, even though my personality is very kind of somewhat shy and introverted, and I'd rather kind of have time to myself. Like, I think I have some things that other people might, um, it might help other people. It might be good for other people to see some of those perspectives. So from that aspect, it kind of helped me to kind of grow grow personally um and and of course the story and and the music and the characters everything is just freaking amazing the
2: music i mean the the john williams soundtrack is it makes it for me Mm -hmm. oh Um, yeah and the yeah and the prequels as well you know
5: you know yeah you know and i was and i was just talking about this the other day um the 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 finale in revenge of the sith where you know obi-wan and anakin are fighting you know in a normal, like, action-type movie, you would hear some, like, thematic, like, action-type music like you would see in, like, you know, Transformers or, like, all the Marvel movies. But, like, the music that John Williams chose was, like, this, like, a, a chorus, almost like an opera, right? So, like, it was basically saying that this was a tragic story. This isn't a fun action scene that you're just supposed to, like, like, watch, you know, from from the corner of your eye when you're doing something else. No, it was, it's a very impactful scene in the movie, and he gave it that gravity with that, Operatic uh, music and feel, so it Mm. it felt less like an action adventure scene and more like a Greek tragedy, you know, from from thousands of years ago. Which is an incredible, an incredible feat. So yeah, I'm I'm hugely into into the music, and you know, I don't know if you guys have seen any of these, but on YouTube they have a bunch of, of, of clips from the movies where they cut the music out altogether, and like you you just watch the scene and you're like, it just doesn't have that oomph to it. You know that that some of those dramatic strings and stuff bring into it, and you know, and, and I consider it kind of like another character in the movie. And you know, um, someone, a podcast I listened to in the in the past would refer to that music as like the oxygen of Star Wars. You know, because it really, it it it, it gave those scenes, it gave those characters, it gave those moments an organic feel to it. You know that that was really. Really missing if you didn't have it in there. So it's, uh, it's a yeah. it's a huge thing that I don't think enough people really really think about and, and, and get into.
2: And it's there right from the start, right from the the very first beat of the first uh, movie, that first massive orchestra hit,
5: Bing. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, it's like, and it you know, there's very. I'd imagine there's not many scenes
5: where there isn't something going on in the background, music wise, right. but. I remember when, one, one thing real quick on the yeah. on the music it, the, the main title and I I listened to a breakdown of this and I'll, I'll send you the link if I can find it but the actual notes in like the main star wars theme like in the da 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 like the actual notes that are used in that in the progressions very closely align with like what a hero's journey is because there there's there's highs and there's lows and then there's an equally immense high and an equal low like in in the actual notes themselves so the fact that John Williams he didn't just write this music he actually thought about what the story was and wrote that into the actual notes of the music. Like it when I first heard that it gave me chills and it, it blew my mind because you knew this guy was on another level when it came to you know music writing. Yeah, yeah, It's completely unmatched, isn't he, when it comes mm. to film yeah. scores?
0: Yeah, absolutely genius. Yeah,
2: and uh, you, you sort of hinted there about the Revenge of the Sith. There's a lot of dark moments in those films. You know, i I remember when the first time I saw the scene. Where he, he executes the younglings, old Anakin, you know, yeah. and the old uh,
4: What have I done? <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> I mean that's proper dark for yeah. what is essentially a kid's, you know, a kid's teenagers film.
6: Yeah. Although yeah. it does you yeah.
2: know, adults enjoy it because there's sort of there's that nostalgic element, they, they remember seeing the original three films, but I mean it's pretty heavy stuff to put on kids that, isn't it? Seeing the, the little little Jedi younglings getting well, executed. <clears throat> Uh,
5: It it, it is. And, you know, you can kind of think about, you know, without like specific examples, just in our world, like the people who are most (laughs) successful in entertainment and all kinds of stuff or or business like they've, you know, they've done or politics, especially I would say politics. They've done terrible things, you know, in their lives to to get to the level they're at. And that was a specific showing of, you know, to achieve. And and that's the whole ironic part about that is uh, the only reason he went down this path was to try to save his wife. Right. So he's like, Hey, I need to save my wife, but let me go ahead and kill all these kids first. They don't matter. But as long as I can save my wife in the end, like if you think about it, uh, comprehensively, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. No. Why, why do you think you're going to be able to save your wife if you're, Soul is so dark at this point. It, it just and it doesn't. And in the end, he lost her anyways. It's you know, the old. So it's,
3: uh, it's the old. The ends justify the means. And it, yeah, it also calls into question his return as a Force ghost in the <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> <Return> <laughs> as a Jedi. doesn't it? Is the uh, I just I was just yeah. thinking about that, thinking how fucking sick is that now?
5: And everyone's sprung those, to our mind. <laughs> have, have you seen those memes? It shows. The, it shows a bunch of memes of him as a Force ghost, and then it shows all the young ones as Force ghosts <laughs> What the hell, man? <laughs> come on dude
3: why is he here Oh, <laughs> the thing that stuck in my mind is uh, I can't remember the, the, you, you, you'll probably remember the name of the animal that, that he cuts open oh, um, the tauntaun the tauntaun oh, the <sighs> thought the, they smelled uh, bad on the outside and That's then the sad. intestines that was what got me from <laughs> yeah. Star Wars um, yeah and, the, and I think that has made a lifelong so I've almost got a phobia of intestines from that I think, <laughs> <I think. laughs> It just freaked me out. It was really,
5: it was really gross looking. Yeah, it was. Really was. It was like, it,
3: when I'm yeah. thinking back about it now, though, it's like a load of condoms um, all tied together, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I still would have stunk. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yours would have, yeah. I'm telling you what, those guys that did the special effects on those, you know, top-notch, like stuff that, like, I still don't think is matched to this day. I mean, all those people have probably done hundreds of movies since then just because... You know, it's it's different than nowadays, right? Everything nowadays is just computer generated BS, right? Every, even even kind of the prequels to a certain extent. It's like them just acting and there's just the green screen, right? And then they put yeah. like a big fountain and waterfall and stuff behind them and stuff. But yeah. what those guys what those guys were doing, you know, in London in, in 1975, 1976, just out in back alleys, like rolling little cars like through like alleyways and stuff, and like that was the Death Star. And it was done like in like a back alley. And like you don't even think about that stuff because of how how, how good it looks. Yeah, you know? I think.
3: So, yeah, I remember watching something about them um, inventing a lot of the the shots and the techniques for um, like the star cruisers and things, and they they kind of switched it around how they did it in terms of. I think they ran a camera over a, a model rather than a model in front of a camera and and things like that generally.
5: Um, but you know, yeah, well, it still looks good. One of the one of the funniest special effects things, and I don't know, they may have scrub this out of the newer versions of it but if you have like an older copy uh you know an empire strikes back where they're going through that asteroid field yeah. um one of the asteroids is actually like a potato because <laughs> like, they just needed stuff to like fill up the scene and like i think one one point somebody tried to like throw a shoe into it like somebody threw there is like a there is a potato in there somewhere i don't know if they like i said i don't know if they've scrubbed it out of the newer versions but i, 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 I want to be able to go back and find that and, and, and screenshot that
3: but that was the whole other shoot-off, wasn't it, for George Lucas in terms of was it ILM Industrial Light and M- Music was it called Magic, 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 yeah, it? yeah. So uh, you know, and he did, I think they did. He's done well, or that studio did loads of special effects going forward, didn't it, for lots of other films as well. I imagine they did all of um,
2: Indiana yeah. Jones. I- and I- ILM too. Of- ILM to special effects was like the Beatles was to music oh, yeah. as yeah. far as revolutionising the techniques and
4: mm, getting the yeah. most
2: out of the technology that you had at the time. And right. there is a yeah. that, that is one of the downfalls with the uh, – I I love the prequels. And I know people slated them when they come out, but I really enjoyed them. But one did of the you, things I didn't did, like was
3: – Did you really like how you got, you got into the politics of the uh, – I like the politics, of... yeah.
2: <laughs> I do, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the Trade Federation <laughs> – and what they're doing it did have pod racing to be
4: fair
2: yeah the pod ra- that's just fluff the pod <laughs> racing it's just fluff for the for, you know me yeah <laughs> juveniles like you I, I'm interested yep. in the grand you know political machinations the Machiavellian <laughs> plans and you know and the, the profound quotes you know what, like like or do you want me uh, oh, like this one so
1: this <laughs> is how liberty dies
6: with thunderous applause
2: that's right. when uh, the Emperor, you know, connives for uh, special... To become the Emperor, you mean? Well, right. it, it, He's emer- a leader, isn't he? Emergency powers, yeah. isn't it, Kyle? That was the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, he
3: we go.
5: Yeah, he, he got him, to, <laughs> he got him to, to throw out the prior Chancellor because he wasn't strong enough, and sure enough, he gets appointed. Then he's like, well, thanks for appointing me, but I need more powers, so if you guys could just give me more powers too, and then, you know what, this is great, but can we just turn this into me just running it for the rest of my life. And everybody like, yeah, that's great. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, and the funny part is, and you see this in our world too, all of those steps where he g- g- gained more and more and more power, it was because he was pushing fear on everybody, fear of this trade federation, this separatist alliance, you know, fighting, you know, destroying the republic, and also um, saying that, listen, this is, this is for the, the benefit of the republic. This is for our own good. Right. Like that's why we have all these lockdowns and restrictions. It's for your own good. You know, it's so it's, it's so comparable to everything going on now that everything they do is just to to push the people down more and give themselves more power. And it just it's a repeating cycle through history.
2: And the uh, the sort of the bankers and the space capitalists, the Trade Federation, they don't even figure it out. So, yeah. you know the double cross when uh, An, well, is he Anakin at that time? He's probably Vader, isn't he? When he when he's sent to execute them, they were just yeah. a
5: pawn. Yeah, and and at the very end, they said they said, "Well, as Anakin's about to kill them all, they're like, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, uh, Darth Sidious or a Palpatine? You promised us peace, right? Like, n- no, you don't. You don't realize when you align yourself with that type of 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 person, you're not gonna get you're, you're not gonna get the better end. Just look at every just look at everything that happened in you know Soviet Russia." you know they treated the uh the, the liberals and the politicians and the socialists that aligned with them the same as the dissidents you know they lined them all up against them all and because those because those kind of people were actually more dangerous because they knew too much they knew too much about how the game was played so they had to be taken out as well and yeah in in you don't they don't see it happening until it's it, it's far too late and i think everybody else can kind of see it can see it coming but but they're too too invested in it because of because they've been promised this and that and this and that. And you know, you can say the same for Vader, right? He was promised all this power and he was promised to find out the key between life and death and promised to save his wife. And he was been, he's been, let along with all these promises, and they they never come to fruition because they're just holding it, dangling it over his head, and you, you can never you can never jump up and reach it. And they just they just you know to use an American football analogy, you know they keep moving the goalposts. Right, they're here and now they're over here and now they're over here, and you can never you can never get the ball through. So it's uh, once again, you know, I think Lucas was way way over the target when it came to telling us how politics really were. You know, but putting it in a Star Wars context, I don't. I don't think. You know, I think one of the, and I'm calling this kind of the prequel conspiracy. I'm kind of making up this own conspiracy myself. Is that I think when the prequels came out, I think a lot of the powers that be, whenever they saw the story he was telling, were like, "Whoa, he's really hitting it too close to the mark here." We need to kind of um, make up something else for people to talk about, which is, you know, why when you talk about the prequels to anybody one of the first things they bring up is Jar Jar Binks, right? Because he's a, he's a silly character, this and that. And so a lot of attention is focused on how stupid he was and this and that. But, but if you, you know, if you think about it, like the story they're telling about the politics is, is dangerously close to our actual politics, you know, no different than um, like the, both the UK and the US version of that house of cards series, right? Like they, they, they um, employed a lot of similar, storylines and ideas from actual politics and it's, it's, um, it's so close it's so close to the market scary
0: is boris johnson our Jar Jar B? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: probably
0: yeah
5: i I would, I would i would say so yeah yeah, yeah. a useful idiot i
2: think yes. you, na- you nailed it is a useful idiot he's yep. not in control yep. of anything yeah or bojo and the, then why it, do we call him bojo the clown well
5: exactly yeah and then the trade federation you can think of all like the googles and amazons and all these big corporate business leaders that are going along with all these agendas but um, they're going to it's going it's going to bite them in the end and you know actually one one thing that happened i didn't really realize because they didn't show it in the prequels but you know after like what we talk about after anakin distro- killed all those trade federation leaders palpatine basically made all those trade federation organizations just part of the government he, he took control of all those companies too. So it wasn't just about him wiping out the useful idiots. He also consolidated the control of all of the corporate businesses in the galaxy as well. Wow. So you can probably see something very similar, similar in our world happening if things progress as they are. Where did you find that out from if it wasn't in the, the movies? Um, it was in some, I think it was in some companion novels and, you know, I, I, I go all the time to that. Have you guys been to that Wookie Wookieepedia website? <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, uh, you know, it's basically like Star Wars Wikipedia, but talks about all the different events and stuff. And I'll be honest, it's probably more, more reliable than, than Wikipedia at this point. <laughs> you can probably look up real life events on there. It'll make more sense than a Wikipedia. But yeah, it, it, I, I just looked up stuff about the Trade Federation to kind of talk about, The history of how it got from from those people to really being like brought into the uh into the fold of the empire which is kind of terrifying you got you you,
2: i know some people don't like the prequels but you have to admit that the way the prequels expanded the universe um that had a massive effect if you just take the sort of the first three films on their own like you said cal like the first films your classic hero's journey space adventure it's got beginning middle and the end and Interesting. There's some slow bits, like in the desert, and mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, Ooh, teeny! <laughs> you know, with those guys. It's quite slow-paced at times, isn't it? It's not
3: like a no, yeah. It's not like the frigging
2: J.J. Abrams abortions that come out now, is it?
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, there to, has to be a massive explosion every twenty seconds to begin with. There yeah. is, a, yeah. There's a, there's a slow build, isn't there, in the first one?
2: Yeah, but what I was getting yeah. at is that the, the, the way the the universe was expanded. Uh, with the last the uh, the three prequels massively and this is what makes it so immersive for people isn't it
3: and such a uh, right.
2: what would you call it it's almost like escapism isn't it like you go well, into this, this, is the this whole
3: thing isn't it of world building isn't it and uh star wars obviously is probably the, the best one at, at doing it but There's not, know... nothing better is there, as far as building mm-hmm. the universe yeah
5: yeah i think like you know star wars i think you know lord of the rings is another mm-hmm. one too that i think really built out a huge huge expansive world um you know i'm big into harry potter too but i don't feel like that world is really that big other than a, you know a handful of a handful of places that they kind of just go back to over and over again but like June.
0: june's got potential surely
5: well still well he, well yeah there's a new film coming out soon isn't there
0: yeah that might that, well it could either spark something or not i guess mm-hmm.
5: I, i've never gotten into that franchise do you guys do you guys enjoy it do you recommend it
3: I'll, I've never, I've never watched the, I never watched the David Lynch film, and I've no, never read the book.
0: I've so. read some
2: books, but I've not read here. the books. But Darren from uh, Grimerica, he absolutely <clears throat> raves about the books. Okay, so it's probably well, well that's a
5: good recommendation there. So I'm going to put it on
2: my list. I think there's a lot, though, and I yeah. think that you know, it's not something you're going to just sort of read <laughs> over a month like. I think well, that's it's where probably, the
0: potential is, isn't it? Like probably, probably Star Wars is so much yeah. beyond the
2: films. Yeah, it's though. probably yeah. like taking on the Bible, isn't it? <laughs> read it, read them all in a year if you're lucky. Sound on awesome.
5: One thing interesting you mentioned about, you know, the, like the, the scenes in the desert being a little bit slow. I think, I think Star Wars, I would say, sets the record for the long, the original Star Wars, the longest time it takes for you to act until you actually see the main character of the movie. I think it's like a half hour or something before you even see Luke Skywalker.
1: Really? You yeah, know, really, really. And, and,
5: and, that's, and that's very, um, And that's very peculiar in really any movie. Most movies, you see the main character right off the bat, you know, within the first few seconds. But like you said, it's kind of a slow build. So that's a very interesting thing that he uh, that he weaved in there. And the other really interesting thing, I think, about the original Star Wars is he bucked that trend of, you know, seeing all the credits at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which, you know, if you go back and watch those now, it'll it those movies that have it now drives you crazy even like even like kids movies i'm trying to show my 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 son like a kid's movie about like a dog you know and like we got to wait through like 10 minutes of credits at the beginning and he's like falling asleep and running (laughs) around and not paying attention i'm like come on but but he got the uh like the screen actors guild or whatever got super pissed at him for doing that because like no no you have to have the credits he's like no people are in the movie to watch a movie they they really don't care who who was the the third rig on the sound crew or the something best like, boy. like <laughs> okay. yeah yeah the be- the best boy or the gaffer or something. <laughs> like, those are, i mean they're they're all important things don't get me wrong but like when people go to a movie they want to see the movie you know if they want to stick around and, and find out more info about that after the end you know feel free but it's a strong like, this, statement this is, isn't it? it
0: he's saying this is about the story straight off the yeah, bat right you know You've come here, like right. you say, you've come here to see a story. I always struggled to read
3: it. it, though. That was the thing. I was like, oh, oh, it's got too small. What's happening? Oh, I've not read it. And then everything's been blown up.
2: I'm, I'm always,
3: I'm always suspicious of people.
2: I think we're a year older than you, Kyle. So we're... Okay. we're and I'm always suspicious of people around our age who don't like Star Wars. I think maybe there's something wrong with
3: them. <laughs> yeah, you, know you, would, you would imagine so, wouldn't you?
2: It always gets me, going back to the first film, you know the scene on Tatooine where Luke's looking out across the desert. Wistfully. And the two, the two uh, sons are there and then the sweeping John Williams soundtrack comes in and it's just like, it's fucking magical, man. It's never yeah. to be repeated. And I don't know yeah. if it's me just being a soppy fucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. It's <laughs> or, or is it
2: just nostalgia or what? But I just think there's something... Those fir- that first film and the first three films will never be repeated well, as
3: far as... Uh, the other thing as well is 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 that it, the the film industry has changed. So it's not that... I, I'm pretty sure that he struggled for funding to get Star Wars in the beginning to to yeah. film it. Um, but to do something like that now, unless you're Christopher Nolan, it just doesn't happen. So you, you just wouldn't get funding, you know, right. on that scale to film a film
5: like that. Basically, Why? What's it his first film, Cal? No. no, no, no. His first film was in uh, 1971. It was called uh, THX one, one, three, eight. So, and in, in you, and in you see that one, one, three, eight show a bunch in star Wars. He kind of throws that in yeah. there, but um, I actually need to go back and rewatch that because it was based off of a, a, a student film he made when he was at US, USC in the late 60s. And th- that movie is really all about like a total... It's almost like your, your 1984 Brave New World, like that kind of uh, totalitarian government where everybody is, is taught to not have emotion and you have specific jobs and very people are very, you know, all, all very similar, very robotic and I actually need to go back and rewatch it again. Cause I think in the context of the past few years, I think it's, it's pretty important. I think the message he was trying to stay in there, but yeah. So that first film was called THX one, one, three, eight in, I think it was 1971. And then 1975, I think he came up with a movie called American graffiti, oh, which was, yeah. yeah, which was kind of like, really, if you look at kind of that in, in star Wars, it's kind of like a, a little offshoot, but it was basically just a bunch of kids in California, just driving around in cars and, you know, partying and, meeting girls and stuff like that just basically i think it was loosely based just off of his life probably because that's what he liked to do when he was younger and then that but that whole time throughout the 70s um he'd been working on the star wars idea and project and you know going through multiple drafts and this and that and you was know he,
0: i think was he involved in howard the duck as well
5: for a little yeah. marvel <laughs> yeah, <segue. laughs> yeah he, he did he did yeah. i think he did write or direct it one, one of those one of those yeah, that I that I that think, classic
3: yeah that was classic one of his film things, wasn't it after <laughs> um it was basically after. I'm sure that was that not after the final Star Wars film, they brought that one out. I it can't imagine. It, yeah, it had to,
5: it had to be mid 80s. Yeah, yeah, probably around there when he was doing that, and you know the Indiana Jones stuff. It was kind of mm. in there in the in the midst somehow. He he found time to, to work on that gem. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never
3: watched it. Have you watched that one? <laughs> no. yeah, no, I've just I heard it's supposed new, to go be I've heard I've heard <laughs> American Graffiti's supposed to be good. I've never watched that one.
2: No, there was only so much time. I'll tell you what, um, talking about sort of films um, imitating conspiracy theory, Kyle, have you recently watched Demolition Man?
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. And that's, that's one that I've been hearing a lot about, a lot of good stuff in there. So that's on my list to go back and check out. Yeah.
2: Honestly, you could, you could do like a, a second podcast on Demolition Man. <laughs> You know, you could do at least 50
3: podcasts. I did. I started watching it. I had to turn it off after 20 yeah. minutes because, because you were it, freaked out because it was too freaky. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's wild. It's like I no sta- no I, physical contact, Yeah, So the greet, I, sta- oh. I started making um notes. So, yeah. like, there's like yeah. the militarization of the police is the yep. first thing, and but yeah. anyway, it just goes on. And
4: on,
2: there's on. Si- is it, there's, there's, but there's such small scenes as well, like, there's a scene. Um where a guy is, is in a bit like a phone booth and he's talking to a screen and this screen is giving him like reaffirming comments, telling him he's a good guy and stuff. Yeah. It's like like psychological counselling. Oh I do that. Wow. Yeah. It's like the uh the profanities laws. Yeah. So you, you can't swear. If, if you swear anywhere, there's a little beep, you've been fined ten credits and for that's breaking that's the out. profanities yeah. so out. Like a microaggression and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. The way everything's um Outlawed like salt. Yeah, you can't yeah, eat salt. Sterile, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, sterile. it's it's, right. a, it's a proper like utopian nightmare. Yeah, and then you have like right. the the underclass who live underground, who are basically living free but in extreme poverty. Mm.
3: Uh-huh. And there's, there's no litter though. No, yeah. So, you
2: know, no I'm no, I'm like, no you... <laughs> graffiti. Honestly, Ben, will you stop simping for the new world order? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just cuz you want you want to be dominated by the the cabal doesn't
5: mean you've to dragles down no. with you.
2: Can you There's not like no, arrange for someone to give you a good pegging every couple of weeks? <laughs> There's
5: probably so no climate terrible. change either. It's probably a really great really great society. Yeah,
2: yeah, it it's well it's one of these. It looks idyllic on the yeah. surface. Yeah. But the people are trapped. They've no But freedom. they don't
5: know
3: they're trapped, do they? That's the no. thing.
2: Well, it's the boiling frog, isn't it? It's, it's done right. slowly, incrementally, over fucking decades. Mm. And there's always a crisis. Everyone yeah. loves a hot Great. tub. Yeah, or multiple <laughs> yeah. crises where, you know, things yeah. are brought in and never... It's like the Patriot Act, Patriot Act after 9-11. You know, airport Great. security. You know, governments bring in temporary measures to respond to a crisis... And they might give some of those powers back, but they always keep a little bit for themselves, for ready for for the next crisis. And then they take a bit more and, you know,
5: inch by inch, they take a mile. I have a great analogy of that. You know, um, I talk about this analogy about, you know, the government taking stuff away and then giving us back a little bit. And we're like, we're thankful for it it's mm. kind of like a huge joke, right? Like, Oh, you don't, you have, you can't, you, you, you can do whatever you want now, but now you have to wear a mask. So like, Oh yes, yes. Now we can go out and do whatever we want, but now you have to do a stupid thing on your face. So like, I use this analogy, you know, whenever I put my son to bed, he always wants to, me to read him like 10 books. Right. So he's like, daddy, read me 10 stories. I'm like, no, I got I got stuff to do. Okay, um, so I'll be like I'll be like all right. Listen, okay, I'm gonna read you um, four June. books instead. I'm gonna I'm like I'll read you four books instead. Yeah, I'm gonna read you Dune. Yeah, I'm gonna read you all <laughs> Dune. Yeah, be I'll die before I finish it. So I'm like I'm like no, I won't read you ten, but I'll read you four books. And then like a minute later, I'll be like I'm like you know what? I'm not gonna read you four books. I'm gonna read you five books. And then he'll be like, Yay! You're reading me five books because you 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 you, you set the bar so low. So then you add. A little bit on top, and, and people are conditioned to like that. Even though five is still half of ten of where you should be, you know, you you, you like you like you like the th- they always say like you you would love your slavery or like the uh you know you will own nothing and, and be happy about it. Mm-hmm. It's just funny how the government tricks people into thinking that what they've given them is, is so nice and benevolent, but they've taken so much else away that it's really not an, an increase. It's it's still the same slavery, just a slightly better level, I guess. Yeah.
2: The phrase for that is um, under promise, over deliver. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, isn't that a management term? Sure is. Yeah, if you want to climb up the uh, greasy pole. Oh, it's, I don't know. I don't get it.
5: What do you make And about the, uh, it, and about the crises, you know, in, uh, in Attack of the Clones, you know, the second movie in the prequels, they talk about this a lot more in like the novel, but there's something they're putting through the Senate called the Military Creation Act. I'm like Military oh, Creation Act. What the hell is this? Star Wars? Is it, what, what am I talking? What are we talking about here? But it's basically saying like, hey, we need to create an army to fight this uh, separatist movement. Mm-hmm. And well, you know what? The Senate is is too slow to react. So that's where you know using that as the crisis. That's where the executive powers came in because he said, listen, if you guys just grant me executive powers, I can push this creation act through so we can get the army we need to help save our republic, right? So once again, for, for your benefit, but really just for his benefit, you know? Yeah. It's the classic sort
2: of tyrant, isn't it? Tyrant move. So mm-hmm.
5: mm-hmm.
2: it's, uh, it's, in, it's, I was going to say it's inevitable, but I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there. Power seems to
3: be corrupting. What was the, the name of the uh, emperor? Was it not an emperor? The, uh, the guy in the, the Roman Republic. Sulla? Yeah. That walked away. Yeah, it takes,
2: it takes someone of immense character to have, I mean, yeah. to have ultimate power and then hand it back. And it's a special case when it does occur, like Sulla, someone who mm. had the world at his feet, and then just yeah. decided to retire, well, walk into yeah. the forum amongst the, the plebs of Urbanus. Yeah, I'll say right. I'm retiring. I'm going to the countryside. I'm going to die of liver disease six yeah. months later. Is that like David it. Cameron? Wank himself
3: to death. Wanked himself to death. I didn't say wank himself to, drank himself to. Yeah, but then uh, get involved in a corrupt um, hedge fund, was it or something? Green Seal, allegedly. That's the one. Oh, yes. that's well. It's
5: like it's like yeah. what Palpatine was talking about with you know how his master, uh, Palpatine's master, learned all the the secrets to life and death, and then he told Anakin he's like you know. Anakin's like, well, what happened to this guy? He's like, well, you know, in the end, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power. So, you know, he he spent his whole life trying to gain this knowledge and power and using all his effort to stay in power. That's what they want to do. They want to stay in power. And, you know, sure enough, but in the story goes, you know, Palpatine killed him to learn all the secrets. You know, so you, you, you try to stay in power and use all these tools to stay in power. But, you know, mm-hmm. in the end, sometimes it, Sometimes it works out, sometimes, you know, it, it, it doesn't. So we'll uh we'll kinda see how it goes in uh in this world we're living in. Yeah. Who knows? Did I ever tell you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? That's a
2: terrible accent, isn't it? Um, it's not too bad. I think I understand. it. was pretty
1: was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, oh, don't kill me.
3: Oh, that sounds nothing like him. <laughs> I'll have to work on my palpatine. Um what did you make of his uh, reappearance then in the in the oh, last sequel oh
5: oh boy well uh, that's a that's something i need to go back through you know they came out with novels they come out with novels for each of the you know the the movies that come out i want to actually read through those sequel ones and see if there's some nuggets in there that make it make more sense because in my mind it just it's not a cohesive story you know they disney botched disney botched the whole thing let's be honest disney botched the whole thing they tried to treat it like marvel that they can just pump out star Wars content, like, like a Marvel, but it's, it's, it's not Marvel movies are very formulaic. Every, mm. everyone, I, I enjoy them. I'm not nothing wrong with the Marvel movies. I enjoy them, but they're pretty much all the same. They follow the same kind of template. Yeah. There's like a battle at the beginning. They kind of gather strength and there's a big battle at the end. Like that's every single one of those movies, you know, mm. in the entire f- franchise and star Wars doesn't really work that way. You know, star Wars has more of a myth, a mythical mythological, uh, like we talked about, you know, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, really? G- e- Egyptian mythology, you know, uh, all religious mythology. All it has all that stuff built in, so you can't just crank that out in a writer's room in you know five to six months and then be done with it and you know go go from there. I mean, they put out five movies in five years. Mm. I mean, George Lucas put out three movies in uh, like nine years, right? Like he 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 th- because he could do it himself, right? He didn't have a big. Mm. Um, a box office, a motion picture studio behind him, you know, Mm -hmm. that had to, that had to appease their stockholders, you know, and crank this stuff out. And that was the biggest problem with Disney is they had all these stockholders that wanted an immediate return on the investment they made of that, you know, $4 billion that they gave Lucas that they needed. They, they thought they needed to crank these out in, in record time. And I'm, I'm sure they made their money back for sure, but I think they've, they've hurt the fan base, um, by that approach, also.
3: Well, that's what I was going to say. Was I was just wondering if there's an expect a different kind of expectation in terms of the amount and frequency of Star Wars films, simply because originally, you know, there was those first three. I think was it seventy seven, the first one. Was it seventy seven mm-hmm. or seventy eight?
5: Yes, uh, seventy seven, and then eighty, and then eighty three. Yes, and then the prequel, same thing: ninety nine, yeah. two thousand two, and two thousand five. So. You but, see that three-year gap in all those films.
3: But then there's, like, a big chunk as well, isn't there, in between those two, obviously. Where, where he allegedly was saying, wasn't it? it was always there, it was always a nine-part 9, sto- nine part story or whatever, but he right. was waiting for the, the technology to catch up, wasn't he, so he couldn't, like, end, make his world real or whatever.
2: And it's not just that. In between the, the new three films, we also had, like, Rogue One and
3: Solo yeah, and... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to... The other Shocking, thing I was going to was- say, so, you know, you, they were, like, pumping it out, and I think what they've done now is they've launched Disney Plus, haven't they? And uh, I think yeah. they're, they're thinking that they can kind of fill that gap now All with right. their TV shows. So yeah. there's Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian, isn't there? There's been two of those. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm quite looking forward to um, the uh, Obi-Wan one. Hello there. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, po- that book. one's
5: going to be great. The Boba, um, the Boba Fett one. Is there too, a Boba Fett one as
3: well? Right, well, okay. Okay.
5: Coming out later this year, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Next few months, I think. So that'll be pretty cool yeah i think they've basically gone away from the movies at this point mm-hmm. in in saying that maybe that's not their that's not their approach anymore because yeah you know they had some stuff in pre-production they were actually working with the um with the creators of uh, or the showrunners of game of thrones for a yeah. while like, I, star wars I, trilogy but yeah. but i think but i think maybe they saw how the last few seasons of that ended <laughs> and they were kind of like let's uh Let's. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, we're not taking your calls anymore. So you say. Uh, so,
3: so have you heard of that they're not doing that anymore?
5: Yeah, they basically. Right. Um, those guys aren't on the payroll anymore. They right, okay. they abandoned those. Oh those my god!
2: Ideas. It's like Anakin all over again. So <laughs> Benny Hoff and Vice, <laughs> yeah. they, they trashed. They trashed Game of Thrones and rushed out the last three seasons so they could jump into Star Wars. Oh,
3: and they've like...
1: And now, In because the, they made they a fu- They killed they Padme!
3: <laughs> they fucking killed Padme! <laughs> they did, didn't they? They shut the bed. Serves them
2: right. They either do a good job or don't, you know. Yeah.
5: They had their eye on they a different make, prize. And they were going to make another trilogy with um, Ryan Johnson, who made The oh, Last yeah. Jedi film and like like, come on don't so just please don't I know there's people that love it but there's equally people that hate it so just don't do he it he
3: tried so hard he died
5: Oh yeah, Luke. I can't believe they treated Luke like that.
3: No, it was bad, wasn't it? But
5: well, he basically had a flow chart. Like, hey, what do people want? Oh, let's go this way. What do people want? Let's go this yeah, way. What do people did, want? Yeah. Let's go the like. You can do that a few times, but if you do that on every single mm. thing in the movie, it just it gets it gets ridiculous. And I know yeah. there's some good stuff in in that movie. I, I won't completely shit on it altogether, but just <laughs> it, it, it was so different. And and plus, it was so it was so rushed. Like we said, it was so rushed. I mean, they were working on that before the uh, force awakens even came out. So they didn't even have time to digest what the reaction to that first film was. They already Mm -hmm. had the second film already in the can, ready to, ready to drop, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a completely different film stylistically script wise, everything, you know Um, which is why I think now people are looking favorably on the prequels because for all its flaws, it actually had a cohesive story that one person was telling from the start to the end now with the Disney one. I mean, shoot, they fired like 10 to 15 different directors and writers and stuff throughout the whole sequel process that the story was so convoluted. I mean, then, yeah. Then at the end, kind of getting back to your question a few minutes ago, like, um, yeah, Palpatine, he, uh, he came back somehow. That's a line line in the, how is that a line? That's a line in the movie. Somebody wrote that. Uh, Somebody got paid to write that Palpatine came back somehow, but (laughs) I, I will say it kind of, uh, the only thing I'll say about it is that with Palpatine coming back, it does I think give credence to what he told you about the Darth Plagueis thing, how he killed his master and learned the, the keys to immortality. Um, so from that aspect, maybe he he was able to learn something to fight death somehow. I mean, like the story mm-hmm. of how it actually happened in like the novel is really weird and bizarre, but I also think it kind of you know the the biggest criticism of it is it it weakens the the whole Darth Vader redemption story, right? Like he yeah. he helps he helps save the universe you know, his son was willing to sacrifice himself, so then he fought the Emperor and, and killed the Emperor, and hey, everything is saved but if the Emperor's not really dead like, I, I don't know, does that weaken the story? Maybe, but um, Absolutely. Yeah. It, it makes a mockery of,
2: of, of Vader, the redemption story of Vader chucking the Emperor down the, the port. But the other,
3: the other thing, sorry, I, about that is that you never actually see him die. He's just got flows down the thing, doesn't he? Ah.
2: Yeah, no, but that's not the point. The point is that through through the first six films, it's mm-hmm. all about Anakin. the the You know, the chosen yeah. one who's going to bring balance to the Force and, mm-hmm. Empire, and Return of the Jedi ends with... Him getting rid of the emperor and fulfilling mm-hmm. the prophecy, mm-hmm. and then like Carl said, well, he comes back. So well, what was what was the what was the point?
3: Because yeah, you know, yeah, you
2: have to have a strong strong female character come and do it properly, I guess. Is he a clone? I mean, there's too much back. too much politics in it for me.
5: Is he clone? Yeah, I think. He, I, I yeah, he was. I think there's there something was some about
3: cloning, some, isn't uh, there?
5: There's some weird story how like they took his they took his body that fell at the bottom of that chamber and. <laughs> like force force pushed it across the galaxy or something you know kind of like what you saw luke do in the last jedi where he like force projected himself somewhere else so it's like they pushed his force essence somewhere else and you know just explain the the amount of mental gymnastics i'm having to do just to explain it it, like it 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 makes it sound even more ridiculous Mm -hmm. that they pushed it across the galaxy to this planet where all his sycophants were there waiting for him in this weird Audience chamber in their black robes, just going like, Ugh. like I, I have no idea what, what, what I have no idea what was going on there. But they, they, they try to, they try to say that it was, um, not necessarily him or it, it was his vessel of a body. But it was, I, I, I don't. I don't even, it hurts me to even try to there's come up a, with an explanation for him. There's because... absolutely all sorts, isn't there? With mm.
2: the, with, I mean, it's like the, there was a big, uh, in the run-up to, I think the second new film coming out, there was all this talk about the Knights of Ren. Yeah. And was, and you was, know, yeah. Kylo Ren's got this gang yeah. of fucking badasses, and nothing. there's nothing, yeah. no nothing, story yeah. there. And then they just get dispatched by a super mega woman, you know. Yeah. Or was it well, Kylo, yeah, in, was no, Kylo Ren? Kylo, Kylo did it. I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
5: It was so funny in Rise of Skywalker. The only time you see those Knights of Ren is when they're chasing down Ray and all this team, and they're all like standing on this big like mountain peak. They're all just like standing here, it looks yeah. like they're filming like a looks like they're filming like a, a Swedish like heavy metal, music yeah. or something. <laughs> like I don't know. And Lord they're just like all just like they just like yeah with all these weapons and stuff. Like well, and that was it. They didn't even say a word. You have no idea who these people are. Like yeah, they, they and, and the whole um. You know, Captain Phasma. You know the
3: yeah, the, that the was awful as well.
5: Chick from the from yeah. the first one. You know, that, there was a lot more story to tell about her and what mm. what her purpose was, but they just kind of dispatched no, her as well. to and,
0: that, either, was, it? It was oh, just Maybe just she'll weird. get her own TV show.
5: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like um, like I don't know why they even brought her in to do that if they yeah, were just uh, not going made, made it a big a big nothing. I think it was because selling, it was
3: a woman as well, wasn't it? That was the other thing that it was a woman. Or a female baddie, I suppose. Because has there been a female baddie, except for like maybe someone who whispers in Jabba the Hutt's ear? And that's it, I
7: isn't it? I I suppose?
3: I yeah, dude. I don't know. That, I don't
0: know
5: that there has. No, there hasn't <laughs> well, been there really isn't a female, is yeah.
2: oh. I the, think there was an element of selling a, a distinct Stormtrooper toy as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the oh, chrome, yeah. silver one. Well, the chrome armor, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, I think, you know, there's an element of that even in the original films, the, the commercialisation, but I think when Disney get a hold of it, that gets amplified.
3: <sighs> yeah, but yeah. I think the other thing as well is... Uh, uh, S- says me, fucking <laughs> yeah, <it's a laughs> surrounded awesome. by Star Wars memorabilia. It's not so much that it was, it was like they picked a woman to do it, but if you're going to pick someone and make a character, then, you know, make it part of the story properly, give it a bit of... Yeah, there wasn't, <laughs> enough, there wasn't enough character development for any of them. There was too many characters.
5: Yeah.
3: I mean, what
2: really annoyed me the mo- probably the most is that they didn't use the opportunity to get the main characters on screen one last time together, you know, yeah. Luke and Han mm-hmm. and Leia and Chewie. Right. A, you know, a, re- a reunion scene would have um, created a lot of goodwill, I would say, among old-school yeah. Star Wars fans like us. It would have been a nostalgia hit right, right <laughs> here, you know, and it's like, no, fuck you. No, we're going yeah. for the we're not interested in you, guys. you've <laughs> well, been I, buying yeah. our shit for thirty years. New blood.
0: Yeah. At the, at the I think, yeah, it
5: was a it was a whole misdirect. you know, kind of going yeah. back to Game of Thrones, you know the the whole point of you know, the Game of Thrones series is like there's this family that's together at the beginning, and then they all go their separate ways. and they really never all come back together. So mm. it's almost like they wanted to use that that template. But I don't think it worked because we we needed to see that at least at mm. least briefly. You know, I think that would have done a, a whole lot, maybe not the entire movie with like, Hey, let's, yeah. let's go back and get an adventure. Come on, kid. Let's go. But just like a few little, a few little things would have been, would have been great. I mean, Luke didn't even get to interact with Han, you know, one time, yeah. you know, the guy who, who saved his skin in the original star Wars and, and a zillion other times, you know, you, you didn't get one of those scenes like, Hey, like now I owe you again for mm-hmm. saving your life. No, I owe you. No, I owe you again. Like something, something silly like that would have been, would have been cool to have in there. So, yours, kid, let's blow this thing, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great.
3: Bro. I think um, I think they, they, they're kind of killing him off, but I, I believe that if you read... If you believe what you... Sorry, you believe what you read, then that was his decision, wasn't he? He said he would come back for one film and a massive payday <laughs> if um, oh, yeah. th- that was it, yeah, basically. were expensive. Would, yeah, if you, get, if you kill <laughs> me off, basically. Um,
5: yeah, for for some reason, he always like the indian his indiana jones character more than han solo which i don't i don't i don't necessarily i don't i personally don't don't believe that maybe just cuz i like star wars more but i mean he's still trying to do another indiana jones movie like please stop just too uh, yeah but, 78
3: but, um, isn't he i think apparently yeah. this is the last last one he's going to have some kind of denouement in the film oh
5: <laughs> god but you know in the original in return of the jedi he actually well why he um the one of the reasons like the in in universe reasons they put him in carbonite was because they really didn't know if he was going to sign on for the next film All right. so okay. so they they kind of could put him on ice so and the final literally. film they could <laughs> literally put him on ice so if if he didn't want to f- fully sign on for the third movie what they would do was they would pay him just to come back in a cameo and basically <laughs> flip the entire um sequence of the movie so the movie would have went um they would have first done all the stuff on Endor fighting against the Death Star. And then at the very end, almost kind of like a post credit sequence, that was when they would go to Jabba's palace and rescue him. And then it would just end with that and just have him on the screen for a few brief seconds. But (laughs) that's kind of sounds weird in in, in retrospect, but, um, He's, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. that's what their plan was. If he wouldn't have signed on for the, the full movie, they would have paid him just to come back to do a quick cameo. But is, you know, well, is, come, that be, is
2: that is well, that because he'd already signed for indie
5: before Empire Strikes Back? So he already well, asked them to... probably, but he was the only one of you know him and uh, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. They signed on for the entire trilogy right after the first movie was over. They they signed on for everything, but right. because. Harrison Ford's career was picking up a lot more than theirs. He wasn't willing to make that full term that long term commitment. Um, so he was just he his contract was just on a movie by movie basis where theirs was just like they're just like, hey, it's great. I'm working, let's <laughs> yeah. do it. You know, they were happy he's, to get happy to get anything. Yeah, he's
3: he's kind of well known for being quite cantankerous, isn't he? And for like interviews and like and making decisions about his career. And I think sometimes he's is a little bit beleaguered by the whole kind of Star Wars thing and it's a bit of a um, yeah,
2: kicking the nuts. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, but if you think of, for me, anyway, my childhood Han Solo and Indiana Jones, um, probably like the two most um, beloved characters from my childhood, I would say. So you know, well done, Harrison. From me to you. Yeah, it's an absolute legend, uh, and
2: you know those those franchises are uh, sort of fun not Formulaic, <laughs> they're uh <laughs> formational to our foundational, formative. foundational. Yeah, foundational, I mean, yeah. there's so it's so ingrained in our culture, aren't they? You know, mm. from the eight, particularly in the 80s. I mean, mm. I remember, you know, I was one of my first memories is watching the first Star Wars on Christmas Day mm. when I was about three or four years old, Jesus, and seeing the wow. film, uh, one of the opening scenes where the uh the rebel the rebel cruiser that's on a diplomatic mission to alderaan gets uh, gets invaded <laughs> and you just see the smoke clear and then darth vader walks through and it's like wow holy shit you know yeah.
3: i mean it was, i think it the other thing as well I, I think watching a film then is very much a different experience it, it would have been a different experience in the 80s than it is now where you can just kind of street it stream it. i believe you can stream stuff illegally on the internet <laughs> like time. but or, or you can like you know or you just switch netflix on and there's a load of films just right there but you know if you're at home with your vhs or your your betamax mm-hmm. um you would have had to go to a shop because you probably wouldn't have owned it uh, rented it if they had it in yeah. then played it so it's a bit more an event and then even more so it was about three or four years before films that were released in the cinema had lost their value before they went on television. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: it used in right. the in the UK anyway. It used to be like four years, didn't yeah. it, before a theatrical release would be played on terrestrial TV, so they could afford yeah, it yeah. after about
3: four years. And then,
2: like yeah,
5: e- even like a year or two before it got on like an actual video release too. Right. I mean, yeah. Nowadays yeah. it's nowadays it's like instant, but back yeah. then it was like maybe up to a year. to get it.
0: Well, they'd be in the theatres for ages, and now now films
2: are in for a A couple of weeks,
3: three weeks. And you make your money, and if it's not making money, it's out, isn't it, again, to be released digitally or whatever, to scrape some of it back.
2: I mean, the whole market's changed, isn't it? Going Mm. to, I don't know if it's the same in the US, but going to the cinema uh, in the UK is quite expensive compared to other night outs you might
3: have or or whatever. I mean, you're Mm. talking, what, for a family? Well, this is the other thing as well is there's different charges for films now. So there's oh, blockbuster films and yeah. they have like, it's like an extra couple of pounds to go and see um, a blockbuster film. So, you know, it might hmm. be, if it was a family, you're probably talking like 50 quid, aren't you? With like food and
5: stuff as well. Yeah. So what would that yeah, be and, about and 80 and and yeah. try. And for a while, you know, they tried to push that, you know, this is like the 3D movie and like, yeah. I never, yeah, yeah. I never got into that. Cause for one, I already got glasses. What am I going to wear? Two pairs of glasses <laughs> in the movie like a real freaking idiot um and, and plus it was like you know 15 20 bucks like it's like three times more mm. than a normal ticket Like it's like no i'm watching like shrek in 3d like this is <laughs> this is pointless <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was really, avatar I, really wasn't it adding
3: yeah i remember i remember going to seeing I, I got caught up in the hype for avatar and i went to go and see it and i was a bit nonplussed. Like, to be honest with you, I don't think it's that great. To be honest with you, the film and and also the effects. It was just like I think one moment there was like something floating in front of my eyes, and the rest of it was just like pointless. There is like a psychological condition that
2: people got after watching Avatar. <laughs> like uh, it was like a withdrawal condition. It wow. was so.
3: Like, like the there's film, like
2: a, there's like an ecological aspect to Avatar, you know, where they yes. kill the the tree. Of, yeah. It's like the life tree, whatever yeah. it is, and it was so distressing for people. And people after seeing that film, it's a long film, and yeah. after being immersed in that and going back to their daily lives, they were they, they started getting depressed <laughs> because they wanted to live on the oh, fucking planet that's... with unobtainium in. This is a real sci- I, I can't believe like you <laughs> I'm not a,
5: blue. I wanted to be blue. Exactly. You know, people are damaged. I've, ne- I've never seen it. I've never seen Avatar for some reason. I just had never, I never got around to doing it yeah. just because it was, it was such like a hype machine, right? Like yeah. when that came out, they were talking about this is like the greatest movie ever. And then it was like, oh, it's beat out Star Wars as the number one box office movie. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not going to watch you just because of, just because of that. You're throwing that in your article. You're you're done. You're you're dead to me. Now they're making like five. They're making like five well, more. Well, I was just about that? to
3: say he's gone away for however many. It's been a, nearly a decade to make five more films of <laughs> he's
5: it. He's doing
0: underwater research, isn't he? Like well,
3: Jacques <laughs> Cousteau. He's he that's another thing he's well into, isn't it? Because it it did um, Titanic. Well, he did Titanic, but what was the the one? The Abyss was one oh, of yeah, his yeah, films yeah. as well, and and he's into all that underwater kind of shit. He has a submarine, doesn't he, mm. James Cameron? Um, but personally, I think he should just stick to making Terminator films because they're great. His well, first two, yeah, and Aliens. I
2: would say oh, and and aliens. aliens is my favorite Cameron oh, yeah. film. I would say
3: even Terminator Two.
2: Uh, if right, yeah. yeah. If I don't care what, if there's ten minutes, what? Get away from her, you bitch!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on,
3: yeah, Aliens I'm sorry. T- I'm, I'm taking sorry. Aliens over T2. No, you, you're just sick. Game over, man! Game <laughs> over! God. Well, we'll beg to, we'll agree to disagree. I can't believe you think Aliens is better than Terminator 2. I mean, it's... This, it's, it's like, <coughs> this is like 33 years of friendship down the fucking pan.
2: All right, I'll give you that. It's a bit more lowbrow than T2. <laughs> but as far as a blockbuster Ali- sci-fi film, I think Aliens is is up there with Star Wars as far as sci-fi films go. Whoa. Sorry,
5: It's not as good but it, if you don't think Aliens is better than Terminator 2, it's because you're a you're sexist and you <laughs> females in lead roles. So now we know. Hang on a minute. Out, no, out whoa, whoa, whoa. There is a female in a lead own. role in Terminator. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, okay. how okay. much of a sexist
3: are you? Do you get drawn <laughs> to the, the giant Muslim man? <laughs> the Muslim man robot, you perv. <laughs> talking about uh, female
2: leads, something we haven't touched on that we should do quickly. I would like your opinion on Rogue One.
5: Yeah. What do you think of oh, World 1, pal? I think th- that's honestly my favorite of the newest of the newer Star Wars movies, just because. <laughs> Look um, at his face. Uh, he, speaks, one, he speaks the truth. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> for one, it was um, it was a, a group of characters that you had no foreknowledge of. You yeah. had no preconceived notions about who these characters were or what they were going to do, and it, it's and it's a perfect companion directly to A New Hope. Like you can watch those back to back, and it's yeah. within. Like a few minutes in between of that, you know, shuttle taking off that then the movie takes place in. And I, I personally love, maybe I'm just morbid, I love movies where everybody dies in the end. I just think, <laughs> it, I think it's so cool. Like, yeah, it's tra- one of my tra- my favorite, tragedy again, isn't it? One of my favorite movies was, um, have you guys ever seen the movie Reservoir Dogs? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Kino, one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. Great, great movie. Right. And they and they all turn the guns on each other and shoot everybody. And it's uh spoiler. It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler from 1991. <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen it yet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think the story w- was great. I think, you know, they had they had her in, in that lead role. And I thought she was she was great. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of the how the Death Star was was created. And you actually saw all the machinations behind the scenes of all the Imperial officers trying to like one up each other right Mm. and then the guy was trying to like one up darth vader and he's just like no i'm just gonna choke you you're an idiot Mm. um so i thought all that was really cool and you know going back to the idea of like the useful idiot how you know they these imperials well krennic the main imperial in the movie he's the one that ends up getting the the new death one of the death star demo blasts right through his face (laughs) you know uh, at the end of the movie right like he and he had he had been he'd been the one that helped to get this thing uh up and running and they were willing to just waste him and all the other imperials on the ground just to uh destroy mm. this um potential facility that had the death star plans and stuff so they were willing to do whatever whatever it took and i mean i thought it was great i mean i thought what they did with the cgi with um bringing peter cushing back i thought that was incredible yes, yeah uh the princess leia one i don't know that one was a little iffy but uh yeah. The, the the Peter Cushing one was was incredible. So I thought they I thought they did a really great great job with that movie.
2: I love I absolutely I nearly jizzed my pants. You know the scene at the scene at the end of the movie where they're trying to transfer the plans from one uh, yes. rebel to another and Darth Vader's is coming in guns blazing. Oh, yeah. for, like throwing well, people across the room force choking throwing <laughs>
3: people onto his same it's like <gasps>
2: oh!
1: Oh.
3: I
2: believe I believe
3: that that film, like similarly like you were saying, was rewritten numerous times. Oh yeah, and Darth Vader wasn't even supposed to be in it at right. one point. I don't think, and I think it was yeah, brought they, they into it. They
5: basically spent they basically spent like two movies worth of budget on that movie. Yeah, just because I remember, yeah. what I heard behind the scenes was that what Disney wanted was something a really gritty like war movie. Like think about like Apocalypse Now or something like about the Vietnam War or something like really, really down and dirty and like kind of almost kind of depressing. And, and that's what they, they turned into Disney. They're like, mm. well, actually, we don't actually want this. And they're like, well, what the, what the hell? What do we do now? So they hired a new director and added a bunch of stuff. And, yeah, they added mm. I think they added a lot of humor and stuff into yeah. um, which which made it kind of because Force Awakens had a lot of good humor. So they added some yeah. some humor elements into it. And then they added, yeah, of course, then they added the Darth Vader scenes, I think, after the fact, mm. right. um, which were incredible. I mean, and then I'll tell you what, seeing his, like, lair on Mustafar on the lava planet, his cool yeah. py- pyramid kind of area, mm. and that was that was pretty... That's pretty sweet, but also kind of like messed up, right? Like, hey, go live here. Remember where you got your arms and legs chopped off? Just go, just go, live, here. Just go live here for a while. And it it came yeah. out
2: to like there was like no fanfare. It just sort of no, appeared. Was there was secret f- release. Was it? Yeah, oh there was God. very little hype, you know. Whereas the main three sequels were hyped to fuck, weren't mm. they? You know, all over YouTube and social media. Where Rogue One just yeah. sort of appeared. Yeah,
5: it's like. Oh, Oh, that's a new and, and the, one, mm. the one funny thing about it too is that I think one of the most emotionally charged scenes to me was, and maybe it says something about about humanity. But like, whenever the droid, their droid companion, got killed, like that, like had more emotional punch to me than like some of the other human characters getting killed. I'm like, man, as a society, we're messed up <laughs> if we're feeling more for robots getting killed than people. Mm. I mean, something is really, really wrong here. And what then
0: K two S O four is K two yeah sulfate
5: yeah got him got him back here in the background I don't know if you can see him against the wall here oh, yeah there he is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh a, yeah he was yeah, he was funny wasn't he yeah yeah, it? yeah really funny really funny. Um
3: do. the other thing the last one then to ask you about is the is the solo movie oh.
5: Oh. what do you hmm. make of the
3: solo movie
5: um, you know that's one that. I didn't really, like, have a great time watching it, so it's not one I really go back <laughs> and watch. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's some good stuff in there, but I just didn't, it, it, it didn't hit me, it didn't hit me, right? Just something about it didn't seem like Star Wars. Mm. It just seemed like your run-of-the-mill, like, heist movie, right? You could have put yeah. any number of characters in there, and it would have been the same thing, right? There's a double cross and a triple cross, and they they go rob the bank, or they go mm. rob the train, or you there's can a, put in any kind of template, like a Western, like a mobster, like, all, all these kinds, of, you can just... It, it didn't really seem. I think they just slotted that kind of heist movie yeah, into it, the Star Wars setting. Yeah, it doesn't
0: setting. fit at all. I mean, recently m- my wife had never seen Star Wars all the way through before recently, and we we'd watched everything in chronological order in the in the last couple of months or so, and Solo just kind of jarring. Meh. It was very like
3: nah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember it, it being really a bit. So
3: it didn't really evoke anything in me.
2: I liked. I liked the fact that they showed. Um, the sort of origins of uh, Han and Chewie's relationship—that was that was, yeah. a, that was yeah. a nice touch—but I'm, I'm sort of with you, really. I didn't think it was was all that at all.
3: No, I think yeah. at the, did the at the end does Darth Maul turn up as Darth Maul Spider? Oh
5: yeah, is
2: that the film that
5: that's
3: in? <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah,
5: oh, so I think what they were trying to do was uh, well, and that's another one—the Darth Maul thing. You know, we talked about earlier about Palpatine, you know, dying and then coming back, and mm-hmm. you know, Darth Maul. We see him getting cut in half. And then they brought Darth Maul back in like the Clone Wars animated series, which was which was actually pretty cool, but still kind of the same thing, right? Like that was Obi Wan's rite of passage to become a Jedi Knight yeah. was killing a a Sith Lord. Like nobody had been able to do that in a long time, mm-hmm. but he didn't really even get that, so he's a, he's a fraud. He's a fraud. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> yeah, you ain't shit. No, I love Obi Wan. He's awesome. Um, Sith Lords are know, our right. specialty, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, they. Oh, oh, well, he didn't die. Oh, what? oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Hello there. Because he gets his ass, he, then he gets his ass kicked by Dooku two times in a row. Yeah, so like, how yeah. how, good, how good are you? <laughs> I'm looking but forward to we, the new
2: uh, series
5: though.
3: Yeah, the I Obi- think that, One. yeah. Uh, well, there, that's the other thing I was going to mention as well was the older on series with the guy. Is he Diego Luna? Is that his name? Who's in
5: um, yeah. Rogue One? In, Ro- in Rogue One, yeah, yes. Cassian Andor. Yeah, so he's got uh-huh.
3: his own. Um, uh, is it called Old Run the, the TV show? But anyway, yeah, he's got his own show. I think that's the next one that's coming out, I think. I might, that might be wrong, actually.
5: You but, know, there's like 35 yeah. <laughs> Star Wars series coming <laughs> out. I'm, I'm, so so there's the the Cassian Andor one. There's, I think they're making a Lando one with, you know, yeah. the guy from that solo movie, which might be yeah, pretty cool. Then they're... There's the, uh, the Boba Fett, there's the Mandalorian, there's like yeah. five or six or seven that they have in the works there. But like, mm. yeah. Come on, Jar Jar Pink's origin story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the, the thing about um, Darth Maul, how he showed up at the end of Solo there. I think they were really trying to bring that off into like a franchise on its own. Like, yeah. Cause he was at that, at that point, since he wasn't dead, he was ruling like the criminal underworld and stuff. So you were almost going to see something cool like some underworld type stuff there. Mm. But I I think that never ended up happening because Solo came out right on the heels of The Last Jedi, which everybody hated, or Mm. a lot of people hated. Mm. So when Solo came out, the box office numbers were were trash just because people had such a bad taste in their mouth. So Solo never really got a chance to stand up on its own and, and turn into other sequels or spawn other things from there because everybody had that aftertaste from The Last Jedi. So it was kind of unfortunate timing. And and maybe, you know, maybe I'm putting some of that on it, that movie as well. So maybe I need to go back and, and reconsider it a little bit more. But I just it just didn't seem like there was a lot of meat on the bones there that really added anything to his character. No, I know what you mean. Yeah.
2: Well, I, there's a, a, a definite risk of fatigue, I think, uh, in the future with all these series. But I'm going to look forward to Obi-Wan.
3: That's yeah. my uh, my takeaway. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that would be hopefully that would be good because you got they've got everybody coming back, haven't they? Um, and Anakin's coming back on. For, I can't remember his name. What's his name? The awful actor. Oh, Hayden hey, Christensen. Hayden yeah. Hayden Christensen. What have it. I done? Yeah. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, but and the other thing as well was, um, what's it called? The Mandalorian was ace like yeah. the first three episodes, and then that was a bit sort of. Can I watch this? And I still did.
2: Yeah, I that's how they get you. Exactly, that's how they yeah. suck you in. Look, yeah. we've fucking, we've blown past an hour already. We're gonna have to go. Oh, yeah. All right, eavesdroppers. Anyway, all the links are uh, will be in the show notes. Check out Conspiracy in the Force, the podcast. And uh, we're gonna um, us and Kyle. We're gonna start. Um, we're just gonna go offline now and start com- um, comparing Star Wars merchandise. I think. Yeah. So that really so awesome. the plan for
5: the rest of the night, Kyle. <laughs> All right. No, yeah. not, not too much. Just hanging around here trying to trying to, to hi- hide away in my basement <laughs> with my mask on. Uh-huh. Like a good American. Nice. <laughs> cool. Right, all well, right. stay in the line
2: while we play ourselves out. It's been great fun, this. We could talk about yeah, Star absolutely. Wars all night. You know. Cheers, yeah, Thank you for having me. I really mm. appreciate it. Okay. Cheers. Check out the links in the show notes. Catch you on the flip side. May the Force be with you.
4: and we're back the dwarf the cripple and the mother of madness hello
2: there uh, that was our chat with Kyle from Conspiracy in the Force that was good fun that
4: yes I enjoyed that I
3: enjoyed talking about Star Wars and yeah. films yeah could talk Star Wars online, couldn't we and films
0: we won't know, so don't worry about it <laughs> <There you>
2: <laughs> yeah so uh, check out the links in the description and um, subscribe to Kyle's podcast did you and- say
0: check out the links in the scripture oh did I I think you did Oh, my gosh. We'll have that. We'll keep it. The scripture. scripture. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. It was light. It was light, yeah. Yeah, it was light. Light. Nice. You know, there were some some serious undertones, but Mm. it's like we said, I don't know if we were recording at the time, but you have to sort of uh, try and step back from some of this dark stuff that's happening at the moment and uh, try and see the funny side of things and the... uh, not
3: obscenity. <laughs> the uh ridiculousness.
2: Yeah,
0: that's a good with word. that in mind, let's spend an hour talking about the dark <laughs> stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, why not?
1: Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs>
5: Uh, everything's
2: under control. Situation normal. Yeah, this is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. What's your favourite way, Armish Ben, of returning value to this podcast? I think it would have to be
0: the purchasement of attire from the Armish loot chest.
2: Yeah, merch. The merch store. Yes. Yeah, you can find the the link in the show notes if you want to buy some. Uh, what, uh, literally, a communist hoodie or a current grape t-shirt or an official mug?
3: Yeah, get a mug. What are you, Matt? What do you like? Um, art- artwork, do? isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of artwork? Uh, anything, but you know, stuff probably that was made for us. Could stuff even be a stick drawing. Uh,
0: is it stuff that's between fourteen hundred and three thousand pixels? At last square,
3: <laughs> one hundred and ninety-eight <Yes>! episodes in. <laughs> He finally remembers. Yeah. I also like people contacting us at thearmishinquisition at (laughs) gmail.com. Yes. Um, You know, just like chatting shit and that. Yeah. Join the Discord server. Yeah. Join the Discord and post us up. Yeah. You'll get like a sneak peek of what some of the topics
2: we might be talking about in there because that's where people send us things and I post things that I find during the week. Mm. and then i can I go there on a Saturday or a Sunday and go through
3: it all and see what makes the cut and what doesn't and what we have time for. yeah, I can also talk fish husbandry in there as well currently um devising a plan of how to ensure that my fish don't die over the winter because they 're not supposed to be outside can batter you... batter them
2: yeah I, w- I would batter them yeah or right, can you okay. not
3: make little sleeping bags for them um well, I've bought a pond heater. I have now a pond heater and I'm just hoping that I can convince an electrician to come round and fit a plug outside for it. <sighs> oh, sounds sounds very, expensive
2: that, yeah, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll struggle to get many tradesmen now. Yeah. Most of them have been paid to do fuck all for two years. Exactly, yeah. They're... God, I was doing a kitchen for a uh, hairdresser friend.
3: Oh, right, yeah.
2: And uh, I met the joiner there one day and I was I was packing up and carrying my tools out and he had this uh, this really nice black uh transit connect yeah. like matching bodywork and wing mirrors and that he goes hey do you like it man my boris van <laughs> and oh you boris van yeah he goes yeah boris boris bought me this 10 grand Jesus. 10 grand, grand grants no questions asked
3: yeah i know wild isn't it yeah
2: i mean it's all right when it's not your money isn't it mm. but you know we'll, we'll be paying for it sooner sooner or later Exactly, yeah. But yeah, he did really well out of it. I imagine he would do, yeah. yeah 10 grand Boris van. Uh, what else? Birthday shout-outs. you got a birthday coming up. Um, let us know if you would like a shout-out. We will facilitate mm-hmm. that for you. Yeah. Uh, memes. Mm-hmm. You post memes in the Discord, and uh, I can put it on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've sort of dropped off the Instagram, and, and my time is just so... My reading has suffered massively in the last month. Yeah. I'm spending so much time on Twitter and
3: Discord and fucking all this useless shit. We need some bots. <laughs> Is it useless talking to our fan on Discord?
2: No, it's not, it's not. I'll rephrase that. It's time that Thank I would you. rather not have to spend on social media, but mm. I sort of have to. To promote things and
0: have we got a book club channel on discord where you could discuss sure. the book you're reading with with our yeah. uh, dear listeners
2: we have yeah that's a good point yeah i would like uh i like um, book suggestions yes if you're reading something or have read something you can post uh, recommendations in the book club there's also a book quotations thread in the discord which i've been taking photos of what i'm reading and that i've, been, that I've highlighted and posting quotes on there like isbn
0: 917151 Six three
2: four five two. Well that's the
0: International Standard Book number.
2: Right. How's that a book
0: quote? It's on a lot of books. Probably all of them, is it yes, all books? Every book has an ISBN
2: number.
3: It's a popular book quote. Oh um, right, is it? Where is the uh button for the uh <laughs> what? what are they called? those uh dust ball things? Oh, you'd be like t- tumbleweed. Tumbleweed, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs>
0: okay, now, what did you call
3: it? A dust bowl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anything else? Word of mouth. You know, if you know people who listen to podcasts and they maybe aren't familiar with us, uh, send them a link. That's my favourite way of become, becoming a producer.
3: Is word of mouth.
2: Yeah, hitting people in the mouth, telling people, and helping spread the word. And, uh... Helping us uh, increase our audience, increase our producer numbers and, you know, uh, this is crowd produced, so yeah, the more people who listen and take part and throw us stuff, the more eyes we have looking at what's going on, um, the better the podcast will be. Odyssey, did I say Odyssey? Follow us on Odyssey, subscribe on Odyssey. Uh, If you want to see how the sausage is made, full length sausage is made, because you only get the first half on YouTube due to censorship, go to the Odyssey, you get paid in crypto every day to watch a video, free money. I know the price of uh, library coins is down at the minute, it's only, you know, a few cents or whatever a coin, but, you know, it all helps if everyone who subscribed to us on Odyssey throws us a bit here and there, it helps pay the running costs, the Zoom, the hosting fees, website, all the rest of it. So that would be appreciated. Um, send us articles, news articles, audio clips, video clips. Again, preferably via the Discord, but we're on all the other social medias as well. Um, what else? What's what? Well, what's what's the best way to become a producer?
3: Toss us a fucking coin.
1: Toss a coin oh. to your witcher. Come on, do it for the lads, lads, planting, lads,
3: lads, lads. Oh, we're northern and we're.
1: Bloody
2: miserable, and the weather's fucking shit.
6: Hello there.
2: Yep, you can go to thearmistinquisition.com, find the PayPal button, and you can send us a one-off donation or sign up for a monthly mm. recurring, sustaining donation, which gives us some uh, some security. We can plan. Yes, we can plan for big things, um, and, you know, maybe upgrading equipment and stuff. Tascam have announced that there's a new desk coming out, a podcasting-specific desk. Oh um i can't remember what the product name is uh it's very similar to the roadcaster a couple of extra bells and whistles um so probably not worth it but you know
3: probably is
0: but if you work at tascam
3: yeah
0: you want someone to demo it test
3: or you know like maybe uh a a wicked laptop with loads of ram
0: yeah something to just throw (laughs) up uh, areas every time you open two or three windows at
2: once yeah yeah that would be handy i was yes. I'm looking at um base units towers whoa
0: ah, server
2: server uh, room yeah yeah well, that was self hosting because you know the worry is uh, censorship isn't it that we can be taken off air by a host at any time so uh, that's what Grimerica had to do they had to um sort out their own service anyway let's uh, thank the producers. Yeah, well, it's time to, to big them up, isn't it? It's time to big up the Man Dems, yo. Uh, producers for episode 198, we have uh, Lee from The Big Conspire, Helen from Berkshire, Bige, underscore, 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 damned Ken through Nomi Noz Nodge, and Anonymous. Thank you. You're so amazing
1: in they your are. love. Yeah. So amazing
4: in their love. Literally. Uh-huh. The best mate.
2: It's a miracle. Also got a birthday shout-out for this week as well. Um happy birthday to Michael Garuda for the 9th of September. I think that's Thursday, the 9th. Uh,
4: well, um, Wednesday. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf, the <laughs> carrot. the grape, the giants, the communist, the homophobe, the misogynist, the, <laughs> the cripple, and the mother of from hell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, thanks for your support for another week beautiful who? dead air feel free feel free to fill it <laughs> you'll regret that yeah <laughs> okay let's move on
7: COVID-19 news. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be in the end. Your route to liberty.
1: The magic vaccine. A big fat shot in the ass. From hell. Oh! You
5: know, it's just, you know, super painful.
6: Like a judgment day intimidating. Mode like.
4: It's not going to allow us to go completely back to normal.
1: Anal swab tests. In the same ballpark as seasonal influenza. Because course, are
2: getting want to have fun. I can't if you for wearing a face mask. Read the standing orders.
4: Read them and understand them. Epic dub.
2: Um, I thought I might like to start with the uh, the recent Oxford University study on vaccine side effects. I don't know if you heard about this uh, recent study. It came no. out about a week ago.
3: It's been bigged up in the media
2: quite. Keep, a bit. I are you going to say? I don't it. think think I've not seen anything. any news this
0: week.
3: I've not. I am, I'm unplugged, Anna, from the Matrix, so I don't it's busy. Don't I just watch Netflix?
2: The eggheads at Oxford Uni did um, uh, a study with like 29 million people about vaccine side effects. Okay. Um, I've got the uh, BBC headline, Uh, COVID vaccine complications dwarfed by virus risks. Uh, A major review of vaccines suggests that the AstraZeneca jab does raise the risk of blood clots and other serious conditions that can cause bleeding, but the study found the risk of such problems following coronavirus infection was still much higher. Uh, the University of Oxford-led team also found an increased risk of stroke after the Pfizer jab, but again, much lower rates than after infection. Uh, the team said it was once again it once again showed the substantial benefit of vaccination. Uh, it comes after a coroner ruled on Thursday that BBC Radio Newcastle presenter Alicia Shaw died because of complications from the AstraZeneca jab. The 44-year-old died in May after developing headaches a week after getting her first dose. She suffered, uh, suffered blood clots in the brain. The research team looked at records from more than 29 million people who received a first dose of COVID vaccination between December and April, uh, who were mostly over 40, as well as nearly 1.8 million who were infected with the virus. The study published in the BMJ looked for complications up to 28 days after being jabbed or infected. Uh, And then it's got some starts. It found that for every every 10 million people vaccinated with the AZ, an extra 107 would be hospitalized or die from thrombocytopenia, which can cause internal bleeding bleeding and hemorrhages. But that was nearly nine times lower than the risk of the same condition following infection. Uh, An extra 66 would be hospitalized or die from blood clots in the veins, but that was nearly 200 times lower than the risk following infection. Uh, for every 10 million people vaccinated with the Pfizer, it found 143 extra strokes would be seen, but that was nearly 12 times lower than the risk following an infection. So a lot of young people, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids who are at very low risk from the virus are obviously mm. seeing stories in the news about people having side effects. They think, well, if they've got their head screwed on, they're looking at the stats from the virus and thinking, well... Yeah, I'm at pretty low risk. Do I want to take the risk Mm. uh, of a side effect? Whatever. Uh, Lead author, Professor Julia Hippersley cox (laughs) said it was important people were aware of the risks, but that they were kept in context, given the higher risk from being infected. Uh, Fellow author, Professor Aziz Sheikh added the findings clearly underscore the importance of getting vaccinated to reduce the risk of these clotting and bleeding outcomes. I'll say that again. The importance of getting vaccinated to reduce the risk of these clotting and
3: bleeding outcomes. I was trying, trying to change the, uh, the the story out there.
2: Well, it's the first thing, sort of study of this kind that's been done, looking at different adverse event outcomes from different jabs. Mm. And they're saying compared to infection. Uh, do, 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 what did he say? Uh, Professor Sheikh added the findings clearly underscore the importance of getting vaccinated to reduce the risk of these clotting and bleeding outcomes. Vaccinations, he said, offer a substantial public health benefit. None of the university re- researchers involved in this study were part of the Oxford team. So obviously people were thinking, oh, well, Oxford-AstraZeneca mm. vaccine, Oxford doing the study. So yeah. they've, they've underscored that. Anyway, um, it was it was massive. It was in every newspaper, every... TV channel, um, you know, headlines, nine times greater risk, 12 times greater risk of, uh, you know, than getting a vaccine side effects. The lead author, Professor Hipsley Cox, spoke to the BBC about the findings, and I have the clip. Hopefully. Hopefully.
6: So we looked at all the patients in 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 Britain who ha- in the in England who'd had uh, either the vaccine for the COVID vaccine or the um, the Oxford vaccine or the Pfizer vaccine. So 29 million patients, and we also looked at people who'd been infected uh, with the, with the virus. And what we found is that whilst there are uh, increased risks of um, of blood clotting uh, disorders and, uh, with um, with both vaccines, that these are far smaller than the risks associated with getting the virus. It's so for example if you have 10 million patients uh, vaccinated with the AstraZeneca vaccine then that might lead to an extra 107 people who are hospitalized or die from thrombocytopenia which can cause internal bleeding or hemorrhages Um, but that that is nearly nine times lower than the risk of the same condition if you get an infection with the COVID uh, virus Um, and similarly there might be an extra 66 people who die uh, or hospitalized because of blood clots in the veins but that's several hundred times lower than the risk of following an infection uh, we also found an increased risk of stroke with the Pfizer vaccine uh, but th- th- that again was about 12 times lower than the risk of uh, associated with an infection um, so these are really reassuring results and in fact um, sort of score the sort of safety um, of the vaccine uh, and the benefits of the vaccine compared with you know, the risk of getting an infection.
2: That uh, seems quite clear to me, that. Um, one of my, the YouTubers I track, Dr. John Campbell, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's broke 1. 1.1 1 million now, 1.1 1. 1 million subs.
3: Not being choked
2: then, is he? No, but I mean, you know, he's pro-mask, yeah, pro-vaccine, he toes the line. He doesn't say things that contradict the FDA mm. or the CDC or, um, you know, public health advice. He's He plays, plays it smart in that way. Mm. Um, he did a and uh, a dedicated video on this study because of how important it is and because it had had so much uh, press attention. Uh, I've just got a quick clip with his uh, interpretation of the findings.
7: The data was taken within 28 days of three possibilities, three exposures. So the first possible exposure here was the first dose of the Oxford vaccine. The second thing that they looked at was people who had the first dose of the the Pfizer vaccine messenger RNA vaccine. And the third thing they looked at was the people who'd had uh, positive tests. So they ended up with three groups, which researchers usually like to do so they can compare and contrast groups. So we had those three groupings, but in very large numbers. Yeah, so nearly 30 million people. Mm. In, I mean, it's,
2: they said from December. So actually everyone from, I mean, they only started the vaccinations, wasn't it? The 8th of December so it's millions of people involved.
7: Now the results for every 10 million people vaccinated with the AstraZeneca vaccine an extra 117 will be hospitalized or die with thrombocytopenia. Now I know not many of these died but you want to know what the difference is but it doesn't tell us Uh, this is just what we know hospitalized or died. My understanding is that uh, there's only only been a few deaths but the data is not released there. So that gives us uh, one chance in 93,459. But the point is, that's nine times lower. The risk there is nine times lower than the risk following an infection. So these people, these people here, in this group... He's highlighting the third cohort, the uh, SARS-2 infected people. ...got way more (laughs) thrombocytopenia than the people who'd had either vaccine. So uh, nine times greater risk in the unvaccinated people who were infected. And if you haven't been vaccinated, you can't really sit there saying, well, I probably won't be infected. Because the understanding from the UK experts now is everyone is going to be infected.
2: Underlines the point that there's been a very much a change in messaging over the last week that as far as restrictions go, they're saying because uh, they're saying the Delta is so much more transmissible, Mm. the vaccines are quite leaky. There you go, herd immunity is uh, mythological, I think one of the epidemiologists said. said. It's not going to happen. Everyone's going to come into contact with this virus at some point. So that's why he was underlining that point. Here are your choices. They've gone AstraZeneca,
7: Pfizer, SARS-CoV infection. Uh, This is his takeaway. That's a short clip. So uh, nine times greater risk in the unvaccinated people who were infected, and if you haven't been vaccinated you can't really sit there saying, well, I probably won't be infected." Play it again. So uh, nine times greater risk in the unvaccinated people who were infected. And if you haven't been vaccinated you can't really sit there saying, "Well, ''I probably won't be infected.'' So, what do you think, takeaways?
3: Um, it's not. I mean, f- what I'm thinking about is sort of what kind of variables they were they were kind of controlling for, and what the groups were made up of in terms of because it's it's stratified by age, isn't it? In terms of the severity of the symptoms and stuff. So how well was that controlled? I suppose. Do you know what I mean? How mixed were the groups in terms of age? And that would have an impact, would it not, I guess? On both?
0: There wasn't any data on the prevalence of those clots in an unvaccinated, uninfected population either.
2: Yeah, there was. Yeah, was that- so let me show you, because I have some visual aids. Oh. The, uh, the team from Oxford, did, they did a couple of sort of uh, digestible visual aids. It might be a bit small. But here we have a summary. Sorry, if you're listening, you'll have to go to the odyssey to see this. But the summary, uh, increased risks of some adverse thrombotic events leading to hospital admission or death were observed in the 28 days after first doses of vaccines. The risk of most of these events were substantially higher and more, more prolonged after SARS-CoV-2 infection. Uh, and then if you go down to the population, it shows it breaks it down into three cohorts here. So 29 million people vaccinated with first doses. 19 million and a half got the CHAD, the chimpanzee adenovirus. Nine and a half million got the Pfizer. 1.8 got the positive size test. And then we have, so here the baseline down here is what you said. It's the five year average. Right. So background average of the general population yeah. for your risk of thrombocytopenia. So if you're, Five year average is here at zero. Then the for thrombocytopenia, the orange or the mustard color there is the Pfizer, the AZ is there in blue. So you're 1.1, 1.3 times more likely to get thrombocytopenia. But then the purple over here is your sars two uh, infection, and this is where the headlines came from. They were saying like eight and nine times. So there for th- Venus thromboembolism, uh, you've got oh, eight times your risk following uh, size t- following size infection yeah. compared to your your uh, jabs here. This one's a bit weird. Got massive it's big error big bars. Spread. Wow, yeah, uh, massive error bars. I would imagine that's probably because it's so rare. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. That they can't get sort of accurate data on that. So it's
0: between one point nine and. 30% uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, tannies. I
2: think, well, one of them in the, the, I don't know if it was the professor or John Coleman said something like 200 times the risk of something if you had uh, sars 2 infection.
0: That stuff's going to happen with with low, you know, low hits of data. But
2: Yeah. Interesting. Well, considering this is 30 million people, I mean, it's massive data crunching, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go. They did another secondary, uh, like a flow chart. Do COVID vaccinations increase the risk of blood clots? And we start here. We studied data from 29 million people who had a first dose of AZ or Pfizer between 8th of December. So that was when William Shakespeare was done, wasn't it? The 8th of December. Yes, I remember, yeah. So yeah. the 24th of April. We looked at hospital admission or death due to blood clots within 28 days of having one of those vaccines. There was a slight increase in blood clots with both vaccines. However, the risk
3: of blood clots was very much higher in people... What if you got the vaccine and then COVID? However,
2: the risk of blood
3: clots was very much higher in people...
0: Who went on to catch COVID-19.
3: So what if you got the vaccine and then... Because that's a lot of... That's like half the population, isn't it? Basically... The the 29
2: people, 29 million people, are all vaccinated. There's
7: no unvaccinated cohort. Oh, right,
3: yeah, yeah. So it could be that it's the vaccine that's making it.
7: What uh, what was Dr John's takeaway? Listen carefully. So uh, nine times greater risk in the unvaccinated people who were infected. And if you haven't been vaccinated... There are no unvaccinated people in this study. Right, yes. Dr John.
3: Potentially, then... It's uh, the two mixing. You can't read. Two mixing. Two mixing, what do you mean? Well, it's COVID and the vaccine, isn't it? So you've got the, the. I I assume, if it's being caused by this white blood cell thing that you've been talking about, I don't really know. Just a disclaimer there. Um, and then you've also just had an infection of COVID or, you know, a fake infection of COVID with the vaccine or whatever, and you've got that in your system is that going to make it more likely that you have the yeah. The
2: professors and John are looking at this here, this eight times risk, and they are saying
7: in the media, so uh, nine times greater risk in the unvaccinated. Nine. All oh, right. Because right. So what he's saying is a lie,
3: because everyone's vaccinated in the studied. study. Yeah. So they don't know. They don't know what the risk is to unvaccinated people. Is that mm. what we're saying?
2: Dr. Oh, John sorry, says, There is
0: no data on unvaccinated people. Yeah. So I said
3: Dr. John
2: says, Here is your choice. You yeah. can be in this group. Yeah. Or you can be in this group. Mm. The same group. If it's the same. If you take the vaccine, you are in this group. Yeah.
0: Well, you're in that group once you catch
2: COVID. COVID. But and you're
0: also in the other two groups before you catch COVID. Yeah.
2: And the latest thinking is that everyone is going to catch COVID, so mm. you're in that group.
0: That, yeah, you're right, and there is a there's a a lot of people need to catch COVID.
2: There was a, was it PHE?
0: How many infections have there been overall so far? So, like at the moment, we're thirty five thousand a day new infections.
2: I think it was PHE today, or yesterday, or it might have been the ONS, said 80% of kids had antibodies. Right. Wow. I think we've probably... most of has already had it.
0: I was wondering whether I'd had it.
3: I was pretty ill at the back end of last year. Oh, I remember
0: the winter of
2: 2019.
3: <laughs> when you went to Wuhan. Uh, it wasn't
0: Wuhan. Really <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's... Uh, It's quite disturbing the way things are twisted to get young people to take this risk. I mean, I was
0: was struggling to keep up. I'll be be honest, with with all that, I was thinking really hard because I knew you were going to have a... uh, Sting uh, in the (laughs) tail. Yeah. I thought, all right, I'll listen hard, and then when Phil says it, I can digest it properly. But yeah, absolutely, you are correct.
3: Yeah.
2: It's bad science. Bad journalism. You know, Doctor John should get a strike on YouTube for medical misinformation. Are you going to put a comment on? I have, but he, he's released new videos and he hasn't addressed it. Right, and okay. people have commented and had two hundred replies, and he's still he's ignored that.
3: it. Right, okay. Because how many can one comments does, it, does a video get though? Well, it was the top a
2: conspiracy com- whack job. It was the top comment with yeah. three hundred and odd replies. Right, okay. Is Whatever you should see the uh, the video on the BBC website of Professor Hipsley Cox Uh when she does this. uh, So
6: we looked at all the patients in in
2: in... this spiel where she's talking about the study. Honestly, it looks like a fucking uh, ISIS hostage video. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Like
2: she should be in an orange boiler suit with a black flag with arabics behind her. Prediction values. she, She cannot sit still. Her face expression is just like scared.
0: Wow, are you saying it was done at gunpoint? There?
2: It looked like it. It looked like it. Wow. I mean, all right, she might just be not used to being in front of the media. Whatever I mean, you do, why would you
3: do not put anything? this video on YouTube.
0: <laughs> no.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow, that's... Um,
3: it is quite interesting, yes. Another interesting
2: point of the study is that the vaccine side effects, uh, they discounted the first seven days after the dose... Um, I've got
0: the actual paper from the study. I'm just wondering about so errors, like journalistic errors. I'm I'm only playing devil's advocate, but um, I guess it'd be in the paper once the paper's published, which it is now, right?
2: Yeah, it's published. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. yeah.
3: But it's old news now. It was. It was yeah. last. It was a week ago. It won't get reported on again. I mean, no. if it does, it won't be the same. It won't be a big splash, will it? It's done. Yeah. The point. You know, A it's convinced oh, exactly, yeah.
2: It's convinced, however many thousand of uh, mm. sixteen-year-olds to uh, sign up and get it because they were worried about thrombocytopenia, and they thought, "Well, cracky, if I don't get vaccinated, my risk is eightfold." Mm. Not correct. Um, funnily enough, what they didn't one of the, they had the list of side effects they studied, they didn't include myocarditis. Yeah, that's the big one, isn't it, for your kids and stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Um, mm. Um, the uh, Zoe team were talking about it on YouTube. You know, Professor Tim Spector. Oh. He had a three-way. Ooh. Tim Spector, a paediatrician, and um, one of his like lead authors, scientists, and data crunchers for the Zoe app, I can't remember her name, but uh, they were talking about myocarditis in one of their videos this week. We've got a clip.
1: This is all about children. And the, and the risk of myocarditis increases with decreasing age. Just explain what my- myocarditis
2: is, my- Essentially, the younger you are, the higher yeah. the risk
1: is.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, so that's inflammation um, of the heart. Um, and um, it put, uh, in about half of children reported in America with myocarditis, they required hospital admission. Can you to past- figure
6: around that, Michael? Roughly how many? <laughs> You've
2: got to watch the video. When Tim Spector's colleague... Butts in there and says, have you got a figure for that, Michael? The number of people who are kids, sorry, the number of children who are hospitalized. Mm. Watch the video. Tim Spector's here like this. Mm. And she goes, have you got a figure for that, Michael? And he goes, (laughs) it's wild. You won't believe what you're seeing. It's like he's saying, don't, don't fucking ask that question. You idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. What is the figure? I'd like to know. You know, if we're going to start giving it to 12-year-olds, I think it's important Let's ask enough. Michael. Yeah, let's ask Michael.
1: Cases per 1,000 kids vaccinated. The latest from the CDC uh, is about one in 20,000. Um, we're still waiting for more detail. The risk is mainly with the second dose, which is...
2: The Oxford study was first doses only, by the way, <laughs> and not myocarditis, but yeah. myocarditis risk is mainly second dose. So 20,000, that's for 12- uh, to 18-year-olds overall. mm well, unfortunately, it's worse in
1: boys. Mm. It's why the JCBI has said we're waiting uh, uh, for the second dose for sixteen to seventeen year olds until we see a bit more data. Um, and the risk is mainly in males. So uh, the risk in males is six times that of females. Six times? Yeah, no, yeah. And the risk for the second dose is about six times that of the first dose. <laughs> so it's about one in twenty thousand, and in males it's roughly about one in six thousand. One in six thousand.
3: I know it's uh, well. This is, I've been reading a little bit about the. J- That's not rare, is it? No, like the rare J- enough. The JCVI <laughs> sort of saying that there's no, there's basically no benefit for kids to have this vaccine. Personally. Yeah, that
0: came out this week in well, the in mm. the media, and then immediately or the day quashed, later, yeah. yeah, the politicians were saying, yeah. "No, we're not, we're not going to listen to the advice. We're going to push forward." This.
3: Yeah, uh, well, well, it's gone. It's been referred, hasn't it, to the chief medical officer to make a decision, is what I read.
0: Even though there's very little consensus between experts, yeah. at the moment, which is a crying shame. I'd still rather listen to scientists than politicians. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Just going back to the myocarditis, uh, that's a one in 6,000 for boys mm. who get it. Uh, this is from the NIH. That's where Fauci used to work before he was uh, chief. National
0: Institutes of Health?
2: Yep. Uh, the general outcome after viral myocarditis is good. However, recovery can be long and may take three to seven years. Oh, fucking hell. Your entire childhood then. This is viral myocarditis. Oh, right, okay. um, we don't know how vaccine-induced myocarditis is going to work yeah, in the long term. The mortality for o- acute myocarditis is about 20% at 12 months, so 20% die in a year. Jesus. And at four years, it's uh, 56% survival rate. Wow. And it affects young boys in general. Yeah. Um, a lot of these footballers who get um, yeah, yeah. myocarditis oh, yeah. is often a a, a a part of that. So yeah, so the U.S. and Israel are saying, "Fuck it, we're giving it to the kids." <laughs> I it's, it's only one. S- it's only one in six thousand twelve-year-old boys. You think? I don't know, you think
0: we on the side of caution.
3: Yeah, you, you would, would, wouldn't you? I mean, it's it's one thing, isn't it, if there was no risk, which is never going to happen with any any kind of medical intervention, um, to do it. Uh, and and also, it it gave the kids some benefit, but it gives them no benefit. It, it You know, you virtually, it's, it's one in a million, and that's it. Most children have had, like, severe health issues, haven't they, have died from COVID.
2: About half the children ha- already have <clears throat> antibodies. I know, yeah, that's the other thing as well, isn't it? You mentioned the JCVI. Uh, a lot of parents breathed a collective sigh of relief, didn't they, on Friday when the JCVI... Mm. decided not to recommend jobs for children. Um, This is from, I think this might be the Independent, I'm not sure. Uh, The UK's four chief medical officers are to provide further advice on the vaccination of children aged 12 to 15 with COVID-19 vaccines following the advice of the Independent Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation. They're being asked to consider the wider impacts of vaccinating children, such as impacts on education. Mm. Well, hang on. The impacts on education are a result of government policy, not mm. the virus. Mm-hmm. Those impacts could be torn out with the strike of a pen, yeah, with a signature. So, and this is what they're going to do, by the way. Yeah, it's going to
3: go down that route now. CMO was going to
2: say, on the balance,
3: mm.
2: you know, because of all this disruption, they've had such a rough time over the last eighteen yeah. months, being in bubbles, and you know, having to be you know, online learning and being sent home at a moment's notice, we think it's in the best interests of the children that we uh, go forward for 12 to 15-year-olds. Mm. This is what I believe is going to happen. Uh, do, 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 do. The JCVI advised the health benefits from vaccination are marginally greater than the potential known harms. Not unknown harms, because we don't know them yet. It's too early, in it? Uh, but stop short of recommending vaccinations for all 12 to 15-year-olds. The UK's Health Secretary, Savage Javid, that's where the politicians come in. Savage Javid says, he and other UK health secretaries have written to the chief medical officers to ask that they consider the vaccination of 12 to 15-year-olds from a broader perspective. Mm. Um, As suggested by the JCVI. Uh, Here we are in quotes. We will then consider the advice from the chief medical officer's build on the advice from the JCVI before making a decision shortly. Javid has asked the NHS to put preparations in place to roll out vaccinations to 12 to 15-year-olds should it be recommended by the chief medical officers. (sighs) I think it'll be a first, won't it, for a government to overrule the GSCVI. Mm. Yeah.
3: Definitely be a first, won't it? They're passing the book, though, aren't they? That's the other thing. They should just say... Have they not, they haven't actually said don't do it, have they? Well, they're saying they don't recommend it. Right, okay. It's
2: clear as it can be.
3: suppose, yeah.
2: It's a yes or no answer. Mm. Do we do it or not? JCVI says no. Mm-hmm. Politicians say, well, we need to be doing something, <laughs> so let's just fucking do it. Who else can we ask? CMOs, right. You give us the answer that we've already said. <laughs> it's passing the, pass the book, isn't it? I think. I, I don't think they want it on the conscience. To no, it's the people at JCVI. I, I won't want it on my
3: conscience. Well, hopefully, w- which one is it? Is it Valence or the other one that's witty? Uh, witty is the CMO. So um, yeah, I don't know. He'll go for it. Do you think? Yep, absolutely. Ooh. I think it's,
2: the decision's already been made. Mm-hmm.
0: He was. He was the. Um, no, it was Zahawi.
2: Nadim, he's vaccine Nadine. minister.
0: Yeah, so he was saying today this morning i saw in the guardian this morning that he was saying um any decision on vaccinating 12 to 15 year olds will require parental consent and then later in the afternoon he was saying that if a 12 to 15 year old was deemed to be of sound mind and body (laughs) and able to make their own decisions then they can make their own decisions which is i've never seen a quicker u-turn
2: it's not... Well, it was just ill-informed the first time. Those of us who've been looking into this for the last six months know... So these ill-informed the,
0: politicians are making decisions on, <coughs> on health yeah, policy? like
2: they always do. That's why you have to take things out of their hands, because they can't be trusted. There's a, there's a, there's a clause uh, when it comes to parental consent. Something begin with G that I can't remember the name of. But if, uh, if uh, a minor is uh, deemed competent, they can... Uh, Give consent to a vaccination. No problem. It's in the law. So uh, if you do have children, mine are a bit younger, uh, but if you have children at 12, I would start um, getting your bribes in now <laughs> if you don't want them to have it because they could just go to school and get it without even you even knowing and yeah. they probably wouldn't even have to tell you. No, yeah. This is where the state needs to get the fucking hands off our kids. I'm afraid... It's got to end somewhere. Do you think they'll be happy just leaving it at 12-year-olds? No. That's it.
3: No, because they'll say something about uh, younger kids touch each other more and <laughs> snot on each other and sneeze. So it'll go all the way down, won't it? I imagine. But this is the thing is... is I mean, some people fucking love it. They want it. They want the kids to have oh, it. Oh, of
2: course, yeah, yeah. You know?
3: And that's understandable given what's happened, isn't it? Do you not think? From the outside, if you hadn't yeah. listened to the alternatives and whatnot, so and as
0: ever, you have to you have to make your own decisions based yeah. on your personal circumstances, I suppose. Yeah,
3: <laughs> always, um, but I think the other thing as well is, um, what's the point of having a vaccine if eighty percent have already been, you know, have natural immunity to it? So is natural immunity just like disappeared now, and you've got to have a vaccine? No, be one, immune to stuff. No, <laughs> that's what I mean. So. And like those studies from ye- from ages ago about um, SARS and the antibodies reacting to SARS so CoV two, yeah, yeah, it's twenty years later. So you know it's still there a bit, isn't it? And these percentages, I still can't get my head around how you can even give a percentage of that how, how protected you are from a vaccine. That's yeah, the
0: difficulty. It's, it's so so challenging to yeah. pick through what's being said, and there exactly. is no consensus. No. So... And it's it's I say you know it's important you make oh. your own mind up and do your own research and you know yeah you know make your decision yourself.
3: Don't listen
2: to but John it's Coleman.
0: So hard it or the so BBC.
3: Difficult. Yeah, I mean the other thing as well oh, is it's the, it's, the, it's the other things, isn't it, that uh, will have an impact? You know, in terms of participating in society. So, like, you know, if a vaccine passport comes in to do family stuff, like go to to a restaurant or go to the cinema or go to a leisure centre where well, you know you can't come in unless you've got your your NHS app and you've been you can show me you've been vaccinated yeah papers please and then that kind of it's that's a whole new level isn't it and then you start thinking well you know what's the detriment on that versus this and it's just a whole level all and then like travelling abroad yeah or yeah. if your child gets treated differently because they're not vaccinated and can't go to School and all that kind of stuff as well. So, so that's
2: going to happen, isn't it? So mm. uh, kids who are unvaccinated will be sent home, whereas mm. double-vaccinated kids will be kept in the classroom. Even though they can get the virus and spread it. That's what they were going to do in France. Yeah, you no, know, it's uh, yeah, medical apartheid. Let's go to Australia, because <laughs> oh, no. they're fucking nuts, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Interstate travel within Australia is severely restricted. The government of South Australia, one of the country's six states deployed and is now testing an app as Orwellian as any in the free world to enforce its quarantine rules. Returning travellers quarantining at home will be forced to download an app that combines facial recognition and geolocation. The state will text them at random times and thereafter they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face, turn on their location and where they're supposed to be. Should they fail to comply... Within 15 minutes... (laughs) ED-209. The local police department will be sent to follow up in person. Jesus Christ. Quotes, we don't tell them how often or when. You know, it's just a random basis when we'll text them. They have to reply within 15 minutes, Premier Stephen Marshall explained. I think every South Australian should feel pretty proud that we we are the national pilots for the home base quarantine app. Now, you say they're they're crazy over there
0: at the start of that piece. Um... (laughs) You know, they've taken a hard line.
4: Where's my phone?
0: They've taken a hard line stance. <laughs> but, uh, but at least they've uh, they've stuck with it. They've chosen something and stuck with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I would hate to um, to be living under that sort of regime. I don't know what you're getting at. It's
3: not all wishy-washy it's, like the UK.
0: Is that that's, what well, that's what I'm getting at, yeah. It's, they've, they've taken a hard line stance
2: and they've stuck with it. Yeah. It's whether. Do you think it's going to stop there, or will you know just have something on
3: your wrist Probably, that's yeah. monitoring what you do every day? Or
2: are you behaving yourself? It'd be more handy. Have, have, have you been <laughs> to the
3: gym today? You seem to sound a little bit antipodean there. You been to the gym today, <laughs> yeah. mate? Yeah. Take a fucking selfie, mate. Yeah,
2: fifteen minutes. Clock's running. Go <laughs> <Come> on. It's <laughs> fucking batshit crazy, man. <laughs> no, it it's fucking nuts.
3: Are they? And it's like this whole thing of the zero COVID thing in New Zealand. Where is that? Where is that going to end? Seriously, where is Where? How does that end? Is it just with them living as a, You know, like like this a hermit a hermit yeah, country yeah. avatar. Like, <laughs> it like, ends with avatar. It's like well, isn't that what Japan did for a while? That's why it's like, got like a unique culture. It's like a hermit oh, culture and
2: stuff. Yeah, they're like no immigration. Um, yeah. They sort of demilitarized. They had no uh, like army or anything. It was, it was, um, um, not a throwback, um, it's like a, re- a rejection of the imperialist period that they went through. Well, they we just sort of isolated well, themselves. I meant,
3: I meant even before that, To be honest with you, oh,
4: <laughs> right,
2: right.
3: Yeah. In the last it's, hundred years. Yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, yeah. millennia, maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's a
2: very unique, uh, interesting culture, Japanese. That's it? what I mean, yeah. yeah. You'll summarize.
0: We could yeah. perhaps go into it more, one episode. Yeah, we yeah. should
2: get an expert on, like, Samurai. Yeah, we, we should,
0: we, we should.
4: I'll right, fuck on, come on, Israel.
2: <laughs> fuck on. <laughs> get, let's get the fuck on. Israel, third doses.
4: Israel on Sunday began offering a COVID 19 booster to children as young as 12 and its Prime Minister. That's third shots for children. <laughs> To said a campaign that began a month ago among the older population has slowed a rise in severe illness caused by the Delta variant. Announcing the decision, top Israeli health officials said people are 10 times more protected after a third vaccine dose. Those eligible for the third shot can receive it, providing at least five months have passed since their second jab, a time frame shorter than the eight-month interval in effect in the United States. So far, 2 million people out of a population of 9.3 million have received three doses. Israel and other countries have pressed ahead with booster plans despite opposition from the World Health Organisation, which said more of the world should be vaccinated with a first dose before people receive a third.
2: So they're uh, they're well into the third dose. Mm. Kids, they've uh, they've gone from like 50 over and ramped down. It's funny, funny, um, you know, Sweden... I've mm. uh, just put Israel on the red list. <laughs> you can't travel from Israel to Sweden. For fuck's sake. Doesn't that show how fucking ass backwards this is? Yeah. <sighs> um, what you're going to say to The virus czar in Israel came out this weekend. He said um, the fourth dose is coming either before the end of this year or early next year. Jesus. The fourth God. Pfizer jab. And uh, your green pass in Israel will expire um, every six months. So you need to get a jab, a booster every six months for the foreseeable future.
0: Can't wait for the uh, Oxford-style <laughs> studies to come out of Israel. Well, it's just That's where app. you want to be getting your data from, I think, if they're forging ahead the with
2: with repeat doses. Have you seen the charts? Couple of pups. Yeah. They've got high, higher case prevalence than anywhere else in the world. And I think their hospitalizations are second only to America. In Israel, the most vaccinated country and the earliest country to vaccinate. But, you know. There's nothing to see there, is there? Nothing to see there, no. Let's go on to the tragic story of Gaia Young, which I'm guessing you're looking blankly. You don't know who Gaia Young is. You haven't heard about this story. It only broke this weekend. Oh, nope, sorry. She's the eldest daughter of um, Lord Young, who was big in the Blair years. as was like a, an advisor. who was 81 when she was born. Player, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, right, but imagine s- it's just dust at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old, uh, it's the old reptile genes. They're part of the establishment, anyway. Just to be serious for one minute, because uh, it's tragic. It's a tragic story, but it's interesting, not for the reasons you might think. Um, her brother and half brother is Toby Young. Do you know Toby Young? Yes. Oh, he's taught. like a. Uh... Political commentator, yeah. oh, found, no. founder Direction. of the Free Speech Union, bald head, glasses. Yeah, yeah. Center right gets a lot of flack on. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, a hospital review has been launched after the 25-year-old daughter of late Lord Young of Dartington died just hours after complaining of a severe headache. Guy Young was rushed to use University College London Hospital with acute vomiting on the 20th of July, but was declared brain dead 16 hours later. Her death is currently being treated as unexplained after a first post-mortem examination came back inconclusive. But UCLH has now launched a review after the family sought answers as to how her condition could have deteriorated so quickly. The Bristol University history graduate received her second COVID-19 jab in March. But her family believes speculation... The tragedy, maybe linked to the vaccine, is highly unlikely, given the four-month time gap. So I'm not going where you think I'm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that this is related to the, the jab, mm-hmm. and it is tragic. Like from the what her family have been saying, she did loads of charity work. Mm. Like the day before she died, she donated nine inches of her hair to a charity that makes wigs for cancer patients it's like one of those people yeah it's a really sad story and i'm not insinuating there is no evidence whatsoever Mm -hmm. that the jab is related to this um guy's half brother the writer and commentator toby young said no doubt some people will speculate that her sudden death was a rare side effect of the covid vaccine but she had her second jab in march so on the face of it that seems unlikely he added it's an unspeakable tragedy for which there's no apparent explanation Gaia ate healthily, exercised regularly, didn't take drugs, only drank occasionally and in moderation. The death of a family member is always difficult to bear, but for a healthy 25-year-old to be suddenly taken from you is particularly hard. She was a lovely person, kind, funny, clever, creative, loyal, conscientious, endlessly curious. She had the world at her feet. Something is curious. Shall I help you? I think she's healthy, young. young. Mm-hmm. She had her second COVID jab in March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was over fifties in March,
0: right? She might have if had she, a, uh, a relative with a, a condition.
2: Uh, for her to have a second jab in March, she would have had a first jab in December or NHS just, staff just after uh, Bill Shakespeare. Oh yeah maybe three twelve 12 week gap in the uk mm. so what's going ah. on there?
0: did they change that they extended it didn't they mm. it initially was an eight-week gap but still the timing is she'd so it in
3: january or february for march wouldn't she
2: they have groupings don't they, they, don't they? group
3: one got jab
2: first group two group mm-hmm. three group four healthy under 25 year olds
3: well, I know that, but sorry, what I was saying is if she worked in the NHS, she could have had she, it in... She was a socialite. She I didn't agree. work in the NHS. I was just saying. I mean, she did charity work right, okay. for the plebs. But she yeah, <laughs> she might have she might have done something. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're a volunteer, there's loads of volunteers that work in the hospital, so actually they probably weren't there, were they? When did NHS workers get offered the first dose? Like Jan- GPS,
2: January, did they? Mm. I don't know. She, as far as I know, she wasn't an employee of the right. NHS. Okay,
3: okay. That's just, that was my only yeah get out of jail card. For that. I don't know.
2: I just think it's strange. It's yeah. something that we don't know.
3: Not or smart. she? Well, yeah, saying that she was healthy, not saying that she's got like a, a health condition.
2: That's why it's unexplained. She's no underlying. I mean, the other condition.
3: thing is the other thing that it might have just been cronyism. <laughs> get me on the list, mate. Kind of thing. I don't
2: know. Maybe we'll find out. Let's move on to Canada Mm. before we die. (laughs) Trudeau's on the campaign trail because he's announced an election. It's coming in like September, I think. Right, okay. Just in Trudeau, and uh, he'll let this drop. What we
5: learnt from this climate, this uh, COVID crisis, we will be applying to the climate crisis, to the housing crisis, to reconciliate. What are you showing me?
0: I have mine on the. March 26th, but that was the first one. Right. So she had hers on the second one on March.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, so they were d- doing them for anyone who had either an underlying health condition or lived with someone else. She
2: had her first in December.
0: Yeah, that's really a lot earlier than...
2: Yeah, I would say so.
0: How old was her dad? Was it, how her dad 100... was
2: dead. All right. 160.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a pretty serious <laughs> health condition.
2: <laughs> oh, let's go back to uh, Canada. Okay. What we learnt
5: from this climate, this uh, COVID crisis, um, we will be applying to the climate crisis, to the housing crisis, to reconciliation, uh, to
1: making sure that everyone has good jobs and careers that carry them through and create opportunities for their kids. Going to have housing lockdowns? Well, yeah, well it sounds like
0: it. You'll have to um, house a person who doesn't have a house
3: yeah
2: that's coming isn't it
0: forced lodges
2: Oh, well, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy
3: yeah that's
2: that's what, so
0: class. much less hassle
2: mm.
0: yes
6: I'm literally a communist
3: <laughs>
2: I, uh, this is one of my favourite stories of the week fucking hell it's half ten already UK judge orders right wing extremists to read classical oh, yes. literature or face prison Ben John, former Leicester student who downloaded white supremacist documents given suspended jail sentence. A former student who downloaded almost 70,000 white supremacist documents and bomb-making instructions yeah. has avoided a prison sentence by the skin of his teeth after being told to read classic literature by Dickens, Austin, Shakespeare and Hardy. <laughs> ben John, 21, from Lincoln, a former student at De Montfort University in Leicester. Leicester? to return to court every four months to be tested on his reading. Judge Timothy Spencer QC said he also sentenced him to a suspended two-year imprisonment plus a further two years on licence. John was identified as a terrorist after his 18th birthday. It's a kid, this guy. Mm. And was referred to the Prevent Program but continued to download repellent right-wing documents, the Lester Mercury reported. He also wrote a letter raging against gay people, immigrants and liberals... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the, the flex were there that, right the,
2: it's the unholy trinity it's fucking, yeah it's probably an incel <laughs> on 11th of august he was convicted by a jury of possession information likely to be useful for preparing an act of terror which carries a maximum jail sentence of 15 years sentencing him at leicester crown court the judge concluded his crime was likely to be an act of teenage folly <laughs> And an isolated incident. Right. The judge told John, you are a lonely individual with few, if any, true friends. (laughs) He said John was highly susceptible to recruitment by others, but he was not of the view that harm was likely to have been caused. After making John promise not to research any more right-wing material, the judge continued, have you read Dickens, Austin... Start with Pride and Prejudice and Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities. Shakespeare's A Twelfth Night. Think about Hardy. Think about (laughs) Trollope. On 4th of January, you will tell me what you've read and I will test you on it. I will test you and if I think you're lying to me, you will suffer. He He then told John's barrister, Harry Bentley, he has by the skin of his teeth avoided imprisonment. In addition to the suspended prison sentence, John was given five years serious crime prevention order. I think I I like said that story. That's my favourite story of the week. Five
3: years serious different. reading.
2: Yeah. yeah a, a,
3: think about Hardy. Think about Trope. I just wonder, you know, <laughs> how many other people will be afforded such a sentence? Well, yeah. That's the thing. Few, isn't it? if any. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? It depends what judge you get, I guess. Exactly, does it?
2: yeah, yeah. You know? The thing is, twenty one years old. Yeah. I did stupid shit like that when I was. Well, I didn't download like white supremacist <laughs> seventy thousand <000 laughs> files. but You know, we and all pop, do. Sh- pop, pop,
3: and bomb <laughs> bomb making. I, I might have downloaded the Alchemist cookbook.
2: I was going
0: to say, do you I've, remember the yeah. Jelly Rogers? cookbook? I was
3: going yeah. to say Jelly Rogers cookbook. I think I, I looked for that once and then panicked. I looked you Just for it.
0: incriminated yourself. Yeah. Historical what, what, crimes. Yeah.
2: What's, what's the Alchemist? Read cookbook? some Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Think about Trollope Jeez, um, it's nearly time to go. We're gonna have to miss. We're gonna have to skip some stuff. Um, Delling Pod, James Delling yeah, the mm. uh, journalist writer uh, was talking about the impending technocracy on his Delling Pod podcast, and I just um
7: had to take this clip. You know, stop worrying about technocracy because it's already arrived. We've already given all our power, all our data mm. over to it. And we did it because it was convenient and easier. And all that's happening now is government is catching up. And if we're already in it, we're already in it. And, you know, this is this is going to be our future for, for, for decades. Right, unless we go Amish.
0: <laughs> yeah,
7: but that's less convenient. So you'll end up just going down the route of getting people to do everything for you I'd much rather live Amish than yeah you might but probably no. 99% of people will just go along with it yeah sure so so that's the black
2: dog I think he's been listening you know I know that's see. a name check
7: yeah. yeah
2: I wonder if he'd come on I need a con- I need a way of getting hold of him telephone why is he Amish <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I feel like he's a big fish in a small pond Dallin Paul I think he's very I think his podcast is pretty damn popular
3: Yeah, I think he. he Wonder if he
2: has a Discord that I can infiltrate. (laughs) Maybe I don't know. Page him, mate. All (laughs) right, quick one. Let's go. Two more quick stories because we've got to wrap up. Ten thirty-three.
7: Um, Deutsche Villa.
6: Deutsche Villa. Yeah.
7: From today, children in China will only be allowed to play online video games for three hours a week. Authorities say under-18s can only play online games between 8pm and 9pm on Fridays and the weekend. Gaming companies are expected to enforce these rules. The government claims this is to protect the, quote, physical and mental health of minors. I
0: feel sorry for the laundrettes. What else are we going to be doing if they are not playing video games?
2: Lawn
3: I don't get it. Masturbating. Yeah. Because of, oh. of all the gum socks, they're going to have to get washed. Yeah. It's pretty... Ugh. Gross. Gross, man. Isn't it? Um, yeah. Weird. Yes.
0: You know, they banned, they banned some games as well. Today, I think they banned FIFA 21 was on the list. <laughs> Why? Mario Maker 2 was on the list. And I also learned that to... Previously, to get um banned titles into China, they used to change their name. So, Resident Evil 2 Remake was called First Day on the Job Police Officer in China. <laughs> <laughs> so, they've, they've had to. Uh, I, I don't know how they're going to circumvent it. I don't know how they're going to monitor it. Because, obviously, if, it, if they have something like the national version of Steam, say, then that's dead easy to monitor. But if you've got a. You know a
2: ZX Spectrum knocking yeah. around somewhere.
3: You have to go off grid, wouldn't you? Go old yeah. school.
2: Well, it's it's only online games. Mm. And oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah, that's it's, a, it's only online games, and it's the game, um, the game the host. companies that are responsible. So right. it would be um Shutting Bungie, yeah, for Destiny Two oh, or right. wow. Rock so Rockstar right. Games.
3: Thank God we might survive a little bit longer in this.
2: Fucking, mad. <laughs> fucking hell, I got, I got, I went on uh, last night and got mercy reeled so hard in Iron Banner. Oh no! Fuck me, it was soul destroying. As I had to get like on uh, I kills. wasn't there um, as your kind
3: of human <laughs>
5: shield target.
4: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the slightly slower one to your right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Crisis in Plotland.
2: There,
3: <laughs> oh have you got the last story for us then?
2: Yeah, but I don't want to. I mean, this is. I'm hoping. Well, by by the sounds of it, you two have been disconnected all week, so you won't have heard this story. So, um, I want to sort of ask you if there anything else you want to say before we go, because I don't think there'll be any coming back from this from this story.
0: Is this the last episode? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anything to uh, anything you want to get off your chest to talk about or what? I don't know. Looking forward. I feel like I've been talking at you. Uh, I'm I'm, going to have to cut back on the uh, news stories we cover in the second half because it's not like our podcast was anymore. It's just me talking about the news and you two listening and chipping in and saying what you think about it. We can dial back uh, a bit. That'd be good. I think we should definitely. And number two hundred will be a complete. There won't be any... Uh, a revert. Yeah. A re-do- yeah, nice. redux? Yeah. First day on the job!
1: Remake! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's getting too much. Too much work, and uh we haven't got the time. I like that. I support a uh,
0: going back to our Amish roots. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I
0: have nothing to say except really looking forward to episode 200. Um So should you all? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's going to be... We only decided what we're going to do. White heart. So, who knows? Winging it. Yeah. There was um, a school board meeting in the United States this week. Mm-hmm. And um, because the schools are going back, different states, different uh, municipalities are putting different rules in place for being COVID secure. And this was an opportunity for parents to come forward and sort of voice their opinions. All oh, right, And this is what the video is of one of these school board meetings. Mm-hmm. So you've got, like, a, a video and you can see the desk and there's, like, the chairman of the board there and he's flanked by half a dozen other people. And then people come and walk up to the microphone. They calls He calls the parent forward and they come and say the piece. I think it's, like, limited to three minutes, two minutes, three minutes. They say the piece... They go and they call the next one, whatever. So this clip, you're going to hear like the tail end of the penultimate parent talking mm-hmm. about, you know, saying she's like not in favour of mask requirements for fucking four year olds or whatever. And then you'll hear the the, uh, the final, the ultimate parent. The ultimate called. parent.
6: You guys
5: work for us in in, in this uh, environment. You answer to
1: us and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia.
4: Thank you In so much, county. Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Yeah. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Sulk. Suk, Mahidic. Suk Mahidic. Ophelia McHawk. Oh,
1: wow.
4: Ophelia M- McHawk. <laughs> Eileen Dover. <laughs> Eileen Dover. Don Kiddick <laughs> Don Kiddick Just no just no
3: no recognition whatsoever. <laughs> Wayne
4: Kerr. (laughs) William. Wayne Kerr. What can (sighs) you say?
3: Nothing. Amazing. Phil McCracken. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne Kerr was my favourite. Wayne Wayne Kerr. (laughs) Obviously, you know, I've... Don Kiddick. (laughs) I've got them all in the bank now. Eileen
6: Dover.
2: Eileen Dover. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, oh my god. Oh my god, he's
1: wiping his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is it Banner
2: though? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: Is that Banner?
2: <laughs> I leaned over. Is that Banner? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Mm. I can Can't have children with a whore. The children are not. Right. We'll be back next week. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Suck my headache.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Suck my headache.
2: Uh, it's been fun We'll see you for 199 next week Take care of yourselves and each other, you know
6: Do it yeah.
1: That's impossible
2: Oh my god
1: Who to take it out of
4: Phil McCracken That's who I am, baby <laughs> Phil McCracken Are
1: you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
6: How dare you Kiss my moist cunt
4: I leaned over